execute order 66. You are not prepared! It's over 9,000! Hadouken! No! You're listening to an oddcast. So I saw a dead body. Um, I just haven't figured out how to process it. Um, oh, well, where'd you see it? Uh, well, I mean, the doctor said that I shouldn't talk about it and that instead I should repress it. Mm. I mean, what does a doctor know? They only went to school for years and years and years to master what they know. Not this guy. I actually found him uh, outside the back of a, a McDonald's. He was just sitting, digging through the dumpster, and I was like, hey, man, what are you doing with that dead body? And he's like, you're going to forget about this, or I'm going to murder you and rape your butthole. And I was like, hey, man, you, you need to calm down. Nobody's raping any buttholes here. And then he showed me the dead body and showed me how he raped the butthole. So I kept it to myself. Hmm. Funny how that hey, works. What's that, what's, what does that red light mean? What red light? Oh, the, shit. The one there that says live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jared Minikheim, oh. a.k.a. Jokey Pants, and this is Inferno Frenzy, Anthony Denny, here again on What an Oddcast. Um, uh, hello. And, uh, you know, next time uh, we should pay attention to that. Um, but we're talking horror movie stars or monsters and villains, depending on how you want to look at it. I'm going to look at them as stars because, I mean... Don't we all want to aspire to just be giant monster murdering machines? Well, of course. Exactly. I mean, look how iconic everyone is. <laughs> yeah, of course you want to be iconic. I mean, look at the mass and things like that. You know, Don't you fucking say a word. I will murder you and your family if you ever, ever do it. So no where, do, where do you want to be? We have so, much, so many people to choose from. We're going to start with Leatherface, just because go fuck yourself. Ooh, I love me some Bubba Sawyer. Man, I love going down, Sal. You know, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that's a reference now, to Leatherface. Are you Yeah, because that's okay, a reference to one of the Texas Chainsaw movies. So, yeah, that's definitely uh, on purpose. Um, so, Leatherface. The original movie came out in 1974, which... Other than a couple of the other entries we have on our little list here, uh, would be one of the oldest ones that had had a psycho dude waving around a weapon murdering people. Yeah, which very very specific, and yet <laughs> yet so descriptive. Um, and it was made by uh, Toby Hopper in the beginning. Um. The first movie, it was a really, like, low-budget thing. It was kind of like something a high school student would make. Um, it was basically the budgeting kind of thing on, on the first movie. Uh, but it, it became such I mean, an icon for horror. I mean, yeah, like, seven movies later, I think? Um, You know, honestly, I'm not sure. I know there's been a fuck-ton of them, um, and they've made a ton of remakes, which not all of them have been very good. Um. One of the last ones they did, uh, I want to, what was it, Texas Chainsaw 3D, 
was fucking awful. Was, I, I couldn't watch that. It entire was three D or Leatherface. I, I can't tell you which one it was. It was Texas Chainsaw 3D is the one I'm thinking of. He ends up in like a carnival and shit. It was a really fucking dumb movie. Ugh, I did not care for it at all. Um, I don't. I don't. Even, I, I didn't even finish that movie. I got up to a point where they hid in a barn, and he was like, they were fighting him and they were winning and. It, so fucking dumb. Oh. And then at one point she runs yeah, into a fucking graveyard and she like shuts herself in a casket and he just starts chainsawing his way through but gets called away at last minute. It's like, man, just fuck off. The whole movie was fucking dumb. It looked terrible. It was fucking stupid. Um, I did watch Leatherface though. That one was actually, I mean, my opinion, that one was kind of okay. I didn't think that one was super awful. I don't think it was great, but I think it was better than a lot of the other fucking movies they put out there. Just because it hit, yeah, it hit the key notes to what you need to make a movie like that. Talking about Leatherface as a child and then turning killer, it hit a lot of good notes of that. Um, which with Leatherface, he's a unique one because with like most killers, there's like there's the nurture nature, you know, like um, but with him, it was it was both with him because. He he killed because it was in his. I guess you could say it was in his nature because their can his whole family was cannibals. But then that leans right back mm-hmm, into yeah. nurture because he's killing to provide for the family and protect the family. So it was like a mix of both. And he was fucked up wearing people's faces and shielding it. Um, but it's but it's classic. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, Leatherface has the most iconic like first appearance in all. of horror movie like history um i think i can agree with that yeah like open the door hit the guy over with the hammer leave like such a great like like oh this is the bad guy got it i also like uh the remakes they made in like what was it the early 2000s there yeah i I actually like them as well i did i did like that um I like the first one better than the second one they did, uh, Texas Chainsaw, the beginning or whatever. I like the first one better, but the second one they made to go with it wasn't terrible. Uh, but that first one was just, uh, cause he like, he gets fired from the slaughterhouse. So he has a chainsaw and he leaves after murdering them. Uh, and then you get the sheriff that stops him in the road. Like, Hey boy, you know where you're going, boy. You need to get on home now, boy. I know that you done done the slaughterhouse. There's a bloodbath back there, boy. Come on now, boy. And then his dad shows up and all like, what? What seems to be the problem? And then they just fucking blow his head off and take his head. Like, it was a fucking great setup uh, to what was going to happen later. It was it was a great movie. And the originals aren't bad either because it, it, it's the same idea where it's like the back back country of Texas. Nobody's coming out this way. Group of teens get stranded and they just happen to run into the cannibalistic family and run into Mr. Old Leatherface with a chainsaw. Um, yeah, like, yeah. every... every thing about someone getting lost in the backwoods really has to thank uh, fucking Leatherface and Texas Chainsaw for that. It... Yeah, I mean, in a way, I... I really, I guess you do. Because uh, there have been a lot of people that have done that. Uh, but this would... Wrong Turn? Uh, wrong Turn did that with the Hillbillies, yeah. Um... Which, the first wrong turn, I still like that movie. The rest of the sequels are... There's something else. Are but the first one, still, like the one where I still don't mind. Um, you don't you don't like the one where the guy gets a hose stuck up his butt? 
Yeah, see, that's my point. That's my, they got really, <laughs> they just got like outlandishly goofy and cartoony the more that they and, went. And and the woman smothers a guy using her vagina. Don't like that one? <laughs> <laughs> that one is my favorite one. You're just making my point. <laughs> You're making my point. <laughs> Uh, I don't know which one it was. I think it was Wrong Term Bloodlines. I think that's what it was called. Probably. <sighs> but no. Yeah. Going Full back to it. Um... Citizen Vagina Murder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but no, it was something that it spawned like a whole cult following kind of thing uh, for a movie with like a masked killer. Uh, brought, it into, brought it into a bigger term, I guess. Uh because that one, the first one came out in 1974. Uh, and now, do you know what came out four years later? Mm, 1974, uh, four years later after that, let's see, to math. Uh, 78. Yes. I think Nixon came out after that. I'm not a criminal. <laughs> Um, I don't know my presidents. No, 1978 brought us another iconic masked killer, uh, but brought in the like stereotype thing of he has to hunt the babysitter, he's going to stalk him, he's going to murder some people, and it was helmed by a, a, a horror movie legend helming such projects as what is technically a remake of the thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. I'm talking Halloween and Michael Myers with Mr. John, John motherfucking Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah. And we're talking no, the original okay. Halloween. We're not talking the 2018 Halloween that came out. We're talking original Halloween in 1978. We're not talking about the one that came out in the early 2000s either. We're talking about the original. Yes, we're not talking about Rob Zombie's remake, which the first one, people give that those two movies shit. The first one was fucking amazing. Uh, the second one didn't turn out as well, but that's because they didn't really give him a fucking choice. Like, and that's the cold hard okay. truth, because he didn't want to do another horror movie quite yet. He had another idea, but they were like, well, you made Halloween, you gotta make a sequel to Halloween, Rob. So he did, but he, it wasn't very good. Uh, but that was the whole point. He didn't really give a shit to make the sequel. He didn't want to make a sequel. Um, but anyway, going back, we're going back tonight. Rob will be coming up here later. Um, yeah, we're going to 1978 Halloween. Actually, no. Another movie really made on a budget. I, I do want to make a clarification. I apologize. It was not Michael Myers. It was William Shatner. <laughs> I go and stab you I, with my knife. I see you're hiding in the closet, but I just want to stab you. Um, if you don't understand why we're saying William Shatner, uh, the mask they used was a William Shatner mask that they basically just bleached and did everything else to to. Because it was it was really shitty William Shatner mask because it was done on a budget. But being done on a oh, budget, yeah, definitely... it was just like, we need we need something. I want him to be like this masked, scary fucking killer. And they fucking brutalized William Shatner mask. 
rolled with it. <laughs> if you've ever seen the unpainted mask, it's fucking hilarious because it's like, wow, people bought that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they got it for like five bucks or something. It's like, oh yeah, we'll get something really cheap and make it the most iconic thing. And now you can buy a Michael Meyer mask for like fifty dollars. That's true. Um, but yeah, then you had Michael Myers, uh, Laurie Strode. Yeah, baby, yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> you make me horny. <laughs> I thought it was, do I make you horny? <laughs> See, but that's where this yeah, I'll Michael Myers. I'm not afraid. This is where this Michael Myers differs. He's not asking if. You know, if he makes you horny, he's just letting you know he's horny. Because you know when he's done killing that babysitter, you know that's not the only thing he's doing there. And you know, to be honest here, all 90% of this is, is, is accurate to what I believe. Yeah. I'm just and staying you know, we, fact. We, we like, all killers it. do that. Like, come on. I'm not the weird one. Look, in, look into any fucking serial killer all right because mike myers would technically be a serial killer look into all the other all the other major ones like bundy and all them because all of them will either admit that they fuck their dead body after they killed them or they're just like yeah, i thought about it or they they just kind of hint at it but they don't fully admit to it uh i'm just saying i'm just saying just saying I'm horny, baby. And then he's just chasing Laurie Strode. And that's why she ran away, because she didn't consent. Because consent is the name of the game. It is. Also stabbing. <laughs> oh, lots of but stabbing. We have to... Uh, this my, uh, Halloween gives a great uh, scream queen. Laurie Strode. A.K.A. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, you didn't have to be—you didn't have to say it like that. I'm just—I was giving you the opportunity. I, I couldn't remember. It. Okay, I have the fucking—I have this issue with the name. So, Jamie Lee Curtis, and there's another actor, Jamie Curtis Lee, who is That's the who's Cookie from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. That's fucked. And I always get their head names fucked up in my brain so it takes me forever to say the right one. <laughs> oh good god man yeah yeah Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> uh, and it was uh, like yeah she gets chased by the killer but then it shows like you know the whole like the, the, she can overpower the killer whatnot uh, and then you know honestly Halloween and then Halloween 2 the reason because people keep I, I've heard people talk about this when it comes to Halloween or when it comes to Terminator, why everybody only makes movies that are a sequel to the second movie. Because the second movie was with the last one that they do with them that are any good. Because after that, it's somebody else that took control of it, and they went into a really weird fucking direction with both of them. So anytime somebody makes a sequel, it's usually after this actual second movie, and they ignore everything else, because everything else was shit. Uh, especially Wait, when wanna, it comes to... You don't want to acknowledge Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? I was just about to. <laughs> 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 Halloween 3, Season of the Witch shouldn't even be called Halloween 3 because it didn't have anything to do with Michael Myers. It was just literally a witch putting curse on masks that was killing children and there's a whole plot to stop her. 
it had nothing to do with anything. It was a really weird movie. And I've heard it said before that if you ever watch Halloween 3, you have to put it out of your mind that it, it comes after Halloween 2 um, and well, dealing with Michael Myers. Like, just ignore all of that, and it's a fine movie on its own. But it's when you attach Halloween I, to it that it gets fucked up. I know they were going to do a, a serial thing. Like, the first two were going to be about Michael Myers, and then the next two were going to be about the season of The Witch, and then the next two... We're going to go on and on, but Halloween 3 bombed so hard because everyone was looking for Michael Myers that they're just like, you know what, fuck it, Halloween 4, Return of Michael Myers. Well, that's the only, that's what you should have done in the first place. There should have never, because that movie, I've seen Season of the Witch a few times, and if you, again, if you go into it with the headset of it's Halloween, Michael Myers, you're not going to, you're not going to enjoy it, you're going to fucking hate it and be like, what the fuck is the, go into it with the mindset of it's something completely different. It has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Like, it's its own movie. Just call it Season of the Witch, and you're better off. Just ignore the the beginning of the title. Because literally, yeah, it's I not think, a bad like, movie if you're not expecting it to be tied to all of that. It's not bad, but it's just, you, like I'm, you tie it I'm as a sequel. For, uh, for like, movie remakes, I'm, sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm like, why? They should remake Halloween 3, just call it Season of the Witch. I, I agree. I'm sure it'll do well. And I completely agree. Just remake it, name it Season of the Witch, and yeah, you'd be fine. Just don't stop attaching Halloween and making it a seat, because it, yeah, it just, it doesn't fit in. It, it never was going to. That was really dumb thinking. Um, anyway. God, there's, uh, there's, there's a few Halloween movies, just in the originals alone. Yeah, Halloween 1, 2, 3, what is there, like five or six of those? Uh, then you had like H20. The two Rob Zombie wow. movies. <laughs> the two uh, Rob Zombie movies. The the newest one that came out. Uh, yeah, and then there's the the 2018 one. Uh, the 2018 one is a sequel to Halloween 2. Um, and I've seen that no, one. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. The it sequel, is. To, it's it's a sequel, sequel to Halloween. It's a sequel. It's a sequel. Not sequel to Halloween 2. Because they are not brother and sister in that one. Oh, that's right. You know what? You're right. You're right. I apologize. I backtrack. You are right. This is why I get I so fucking frustrated with movies and shit. Because there's so many goddamn sequels and twists and turns and changes. It's hard to keep track. The only reason why I remember that is because one of my coworkers. Her and her husband went as Mike, Mike Myers and uh, Laurie Schrode before that. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of weird because, you know, they're brother and sister God, and, and we're married. But then that happened. It's like, guess what? You're in the clear now. Yeah. Thank you. I do remember that. Huh. That's actually a fun fact um, that we should talk about with this as well, is that with Halloween 2, yeah, they they they... They changed it to say that the reason he went after Lori was because it was a sister. And John Carpenter said that he never intended for that to be the thing. Because if you watch Halloween 1, it makes absolutely no fucking sense to come up with in the sequel. Um, so then when they did this one, it was one of those like, oh, oh that's not a thing. Okay, go for it, whatever. Um, but the other, the other problem with John Carpenter... Because he when he you saw this one, he's like... Well, he, 
how do I want to put this? He saw that one and he's like, oh yeah, it's great. Great guy. Go for it. You can't trust that only because John Carpenter will let you make a fucking movie off his property as long as he makes money off of it, which is kind of sad when you think about how good he was at what he did. Because when they did the thing again, well, when they did the thing again, which is another one that gets fucking confusing because John Carpenter's The Thing was actually a remake of another movie. Yeah, The Thing from Another World. Yes, and then they made their movie, The Thing, which was technically a prequel to The Thing. So that was fucking dumb, but he just, he was like, yeah, go for it. And which is just like, man, what the fuck are you doing? And now there's that talk of uh, Little Trouble in China, or Big Trouble in Little China. Um, they're They're doing a movie to that one with the rock attached to it, I guess it's supposed to be a sequel. And John Carpenter made that movie. And I like, I like that movie, but knowing John Carpenter and then being like, Hey man, we want to make a sequel to your movie. I I can't say I'm excited for it entirely, even though he signed off on it because he fucking signs off on just about anything. Somebody does with his property. As long as he gets money out of it, he's like, Oh, whatever. I don't fucking care. I'm getting paid. Which I mean, it makes me <sighs> makes me think of a, like makes Terminator Genesis. Oh John, Jesus Christ! Uh, it is exactly the same. James James Cameron's like, oh yeah, this movie's great. You know, makes me really go back to where it is. It's Apparently, a fantastic movie. Where's my money? It's in the bank. All right, it's a fantastic. Two thumbs up. All right, I'm going now. But you know, if that movie uh, didn't happen, terrible. I don't think we'd be getting the new Terminator movie that we're getting. Where James Cameron comes back. Yeah, but I hope man, that he raises the bar. Terminator. James Cameron does. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't. I'm not excited for that. They've done this so many times. I've lost all hope that there would be anything good that comes out of it. There's been so many fucking movies made on Terminator, and they're all made so fucking terribly that I can't get my hopes up for this one. I just can't. I mean, I might go. I might go see it in theaters. No, not yet. I might wait. No, I'm, go, I'm not going to go see it opening week. I might wait for reviews to come out. See, what pisses me off with that one specifically is they're going on nostalgia, uh, like they did with the Halloween 2018. We're like, oh, Laurie Strode's back, and she's a badass. And it was just like, it was writing nostalgia of like, oh, all the original characters are coming. Like, the two originals are back. Uh, but then... But then Dr. Loomis is gone. Like... I mean, I would hope that Dr. Loomis is gone. He was already nearly kicking the buck in the first movie. <sighs> See, but this is my, that's the whole thing. <sighs> and this Terminator looks to be doing the same thing, where it's like, oh, but look who's back. We have Arnie, and it looks like he's off in some cabin somewhere. We're not going to explain. We're not going to care to really say much on that. We'll just hint at it in the trailer. Oh, but look, Sarah Connors is back, and she's still her badass bitch bitch self, just like she was in Terminator 2 that made y'all realize that females can be a badass main character. And her son is going to be in it, but we're not going to show him at all. But just know, he's John Connors is in it as well, guys. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I, I, I start to lose faith. But I'm just saying, with with Halloween, the remake in 2018, it was, it's a similar thing. We're like, I watched it, I didn't hate it, 
I didn't think it was the best. I didn't think it was the best thing ever. Like they kept trying to, everybody kept trying to hype it up to be. I thought it was. I thought it was good. Um, it had a lot of brutal kills and shit in it. I thought it was pretty decent. Um, but I didn't think it was like the best Halloween movie ever. Like everybody kept trying to hype it up as, and it seems like it's the same thing there. So, but the original 1978 Halloween was fucking amazing. It it was suspenseful. I mean. Because, I mean, for, for, for 90% of that movie, he's just watching the people through the window, and they don't know he's there. And, and, you're like, and it adds that creepiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does add that creepiness of, like, you know the killer's there, and he's, he, he's watching their every move, but it's just like, when is he going to strike? Um, and, like, and John Carpenter's... And John Carpenter's theme, like, the iconic soundtrack for Halloween. That's weird. I was starting to, to sing it right at the same time. Wow, look at that. We're on fucking Yeah, it was that movie. I still love it. <sighs> There's only I mean, one. song is so iconic because I can't even tell you any other theme song from any other horror movie. Oh, I think you can come up with something that's iconic to a horror movie. Well, of course. With our next... We're going to segue into the... Oh, we are. We are segueing into the... I guess you could say, technically speaking, copycat of Michael Myers that turned into its own thing. And I'll let you take it away on this one because I know he's what he's. You are a huge fan. Uh, and yep. ladies and gentlemen, we're going to 1980, two years after Halloween, with a film yeah. by Mr. Sean S. Cunningham. Uh, Sean S. Cunningham, such such an issue with him right nowadays, just with all the rights and everything, New Line Cinema. Anyway, that happens with a lot. Not this one we're here to talk about. Um, in 1980, we were given a little, you know, a copycat, you know, of Halloween. Well, yeah. What's another spooky holiday? Valentine's Day. What? Yep, Valentine's Day. Way back with my bloody Valentine. <laughs> it's, it's my boy, Gas Mass McGee. Big pig stack. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, if there's a holiday, there's a horror movie about it. Um, but no, before, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, with my boy. Well, technically, he wasn't in the first one, but I mean, he was. No. But he was like a ghost. It's a weird fucking yeah. Jason Voorhees. It's my boy. My my son, my child, my one and only. I will love you more than like the the number one horror villain with the most kills. No one stopped him. I mean, to be fair, it's kinda hard to stop him. Yeah. You know, we have I think there's nine movies with Jason in it. From the original, the original Jason. Mm, he has so many kills, yeah. and he's so much Wait. fun. He gets his head sliced in no. half. No, no, there's no. technically ten. 
Just one of them is not called. Two of them, two of them are not called Friday the 13th, but there's technically 10 movies with Jason altogether with him as the star. Well, you see, I'm not counting part five and new beginning because that's not Jason. That's okay, fair enough. Up fair enough. That's like season of the witch all over again. I get it. Well, I mean, it is, and they're you know, I mean, they try to do something different. Now, hang on a second. Technically speaking, um, technically it was the kid from the fuck was it? Uh, fuck, what was the that? Goonies. Like, no shit, it's uh, Corey. One of the fucking Corey Corys. Feldman. Corey Feldman. Yeah, there's Corey Hay and Corey Feldman. People always get confused. I I get him fucking confused, but yeah. But he was in, what was it, like three or four? And then you got five uh, and six. Four. Okay, yeah, he was in part four, and he kills Jason. Um, yeah. But then. Slices him in his face. But then part five, if I remember right, that was like him, like years fucking later, trying to recoup after watching, you know, a fucking unfucking killable giant murder machine fucking murder people all around him. Um, yeah. but I, I mean, no I, idea. I do get your point though, because then the killer wasn't even him like you, which I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to say this. That Go movie ahead. had the dumbest fucking twist of it, of, of who was the Jason killer in that movie. Fuck that it movie. It was the candy bar guy's dad. Like, <laughs> I would have accepted if it was the kid all grown up but fucked in the head because he had to deal with Jason and he goes on to be Jason and start killing people because that would have made fucking sense. And you know what pissed me off the most? They teased that whole idea at the end of it. It's like, oh, he's wearing the mask. He's going to stab someone. And then they drop it for the next movie because everyone hated that movie. I just fucking can't. It's a great movie. It's not a bad movie. It's just in the context of the whole series now that, you know, Jason X and, like, yeah. all those movies. But let's go um, back. In the context. Yeah. Yeah, let's go back. That's, that's We're jumping ahead of ourselves. What, Jason 10? That one we're only talking about part 4 and 5? We're going to go back to 1980. Halloween right. did amazing in 1978, and it brought in a whole new thing of these murder machines with masks on, unstoppable killing machines. Ones that slash at you. Correct. Um, and they don't, and what's made Michael Myers stand out more was that he didn't talk at all. There was no, like, because, you know, most killers, like, there's some kind of, like, monologue they have, or, like... Something that happens, like they're a normal person, and then they monologue into being a killer. But with Mike Myers, it was just straight up, because Loomis put it best in the movie itself. It was like, I stared, I stared into the boy's eyes, and there was nothing but pure evil. Like, it was, it was, it was iconic to have that, of like, this dude who doesn't talk, but he's just, he's so evil, animals don't even like him and know to avoid him. And then you go, two years later, when Mr. Cunningham sees Halloween, and, and his thought to himself is, I want to make a killer to rival Mike Myers, but better. And then you get Friday the 13th. Well, the thing is, like, with Friday the 13th, like, 
I love... It, now, I'm gonna say some pretty controversial shit right here. Oh, you better fucking not. It is a basic mediocre movie. But the twist at the end, with yes. Mrs. Voorhees being the killer, yes. that's what saved it from being a terrible mediocre movie. Exactly. Right there. Because it was all POV... For it, because it, if you haven't seen the first Friday the Thirteenth, the fuck are you doing with yourself? Um, uh, forty year spoiler. <laughs> yeah, we have forty year spoiler. So if you're a forty year horror virgin, cover your ears. Um, but no, it was it was all POV shot, and you didn't know who the killer was. Which for and it was there's not a whole I lot of movies was, that have done stuff like that. No, and I think the movie was teasing that. Maybe it was Jason, like, because I think they talked about Jason and all that. So the whole time oh, they you're do, thinking they, it's Jason. The Jason gets brought up in that movie throughout the whole thing. The boy that drowned and this and that. Um, and then all the killings that happen in it through there on, whether it be the guidance counselor or there was, what, the one hiker that gets fucking, which that fucking scene, I'm going to stop, I'm going to have me some food, and they get murdered, um, all the killings that happen are all first person, so you don't know who's actually killing anybody. They're just people getting fucking dropped. Yeah. And it's so good. Now, next time you watch the movie, it's mm. really great. Again, spoilers. Um, when Mrs. Voorhees gets her head chopped off, watch it in slow motion. Because the machete goes from right to left, but the head pops off from left to right. It's... It's so funny because once it gets pointed out to you, it's all you can see because the cut goes the opposite way of the machete. <laughs> and just like, oh, oops. <laughs> it's great. Like, no, seriously, after this, you have to I'm just like look up her death scene. I'm playing it in my head. <laughs> Like, it goes, it's already in slow-mo, so it's like, it's already in slow-mo. Because, you know... The that lets you know that these movies were not taken seriously. It was so low budget. Mm. No, because <sighs> slashers weren't a thing yet. No, and Halloween and Friday, the first Friday the 13th uh, kind of spiked that up. Um, Jason, I know he's your favorite, but I feel like he was taken so fucking far... Like, Halloween had quite far, a few sequels. Like space, yeah. or, like space far or Manhattan far? Just just too far. Like, I think they could have done, like, far. I think they could have done a Halloween style where they do, like, four or five, and it would have been fine. But Jason just continued, like, he was unkillable in the movie realm when he come, because uh, then you go on, you get the second movie, and it's just a, this... I have to say, when they finally reveal, like, Jason came back and he's doing all this killing, when I, when I saw, when I was a kid, I liked the Goonies. (laughs) (laughs) When I went back and I rewatched Friday the 13th Part 2 and they show his face, all I heard, all I could think of was, Baby Ruth? Yeah, like, yeah, it's the same thing where he's got that one he, eye and the he looks lower like eye. Chunk. He, he, oh my god! 
And, like, it's so sad because he doesn't ever, like, part two and part three take place, like, the same weekend. So it's a, it's a hell of a weekend. But in part two, he's got this long, <laughs> flowing, beautiful hair. Much he like he looks like he's been trapped in the backwoods of West Virginia for the past yeah. 30 fucking years. And he just finally made it back yeah, to but... town to realize his mom's dead and he's pissed. Yeah, mama, like I brought you money, really mama. Well, mom, mama's dead. Baby Ruth. <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> you know, and then he gets killed up by one of the Goonies in part four. Yeah. And then he's brought back in part six. Then he goes to Manhattan. Um, you know, how did he come back in part like... six? Wasn't it? Didn't he get struck by like lightning his... or some shit? Yep. Um, the person who killed him digs his grave. It's like he and his body like, oh, no, look, he is dead. Here's his body. And then, you know, fucking, I forget his name. Tommy Jarvis. Oh, right. Don't he they? sticks a fence they... post into his corpse and then it gets struck by lightning. Do they kill him in that movie? Like Tommy? I don't think they kill him in that. No, I don't think they kill him in that. I don't think he does at all, actually. Yeah, I don't think they kill... Yeah, I think Tommy's, like, one of the only people that ever gets to fucking live. Because because, uh, the chick who killed his mom in the first movie, they kill her in the beginning of the second movie. Jason comes and finds her. Which brings up a whole other fucking point with those movies, is a major plot hole, is that you didn't see him at all in the first movie, and she has the whole thing about being in the canoe and the ghost boy jumping up and taking her underwater... He's still out there. Yeah, and then the second movie takes place, what, like a year or something like that after the events? And he's like a fucking 30-year-old deformed hillbilly dude? Like, It's a plot yeah, hole it's... that you just have to look past. Whatever. But the the remake did a really good thing on that, where it's like, oh no, he saw him as a child, and then he grew up in the woods. So, I don't care for, actually... for, the, for for that one as much, but there were some details like that that... I think fit. Yeah, like there was some, like that movie, terrible. The Jason in it, great. Oh yeah, because they brought. Didn't they get uh, uh Derek Mears? Thank you. I was about to say, I thought they had gotten. Um. Uh, anyway. Yeah, and then uh, he gets brought back. Uh, then he had part seven where there is a girl with. See, this is where. It, it, when you think it couldn't get any fucking weirder when it came to Jason. They have a girl with fucking psychic abilities that fights Jason. No. Right? Not just a girl. His niece. This is another thing that, like, I just, I don't... <laughs> this is why they shouldn't have made so many fucking movies. Because there, there's so much shit that you have to try to explain to somebody if they've never seen it. It's like... There's no way to explain. You, you just have to watch it and take it for what it have is. Have you seen Part 7? I've seen all of them. Do you... I just... Yeah, I anyway. love, like... The girl, she tries to resurrect her dad with her psychic powers and accidentally resurrects Jason. And then at the very end, her resurrected dad brings him into the water in the cheesiest fucking thing ever. Yeah. And then he goes to Manhattan. Well, now, correction. You know how- they Tommy Jarvis comes back, if I remember right. And he, like, helps her 
they tie a chain around him in the middle of the lake, and then she drowns him with her psychic, like, make sure he dies by, like, getting him into the water, whatever, with her psychic powers, and then they, like, kill him. And then part fucking eight comes, which, when I, when I was watching these through, I was like, I don't know how the fuck they even, what the fuck are they going to do with part, like, how the fuck does he keep coming back? And then he gets to part eight, he gets electrocuted fucking again. And he like gets, by a boat. Yes, by a boat. And then he climbs onto the boat, kills the people, and then he takes the boat. Like the boat drifts. Somehow, Crystal Lake has a fucking outlet to the ocean, and he gets on a fucking cruiser that it's going to New York City. And he he fucking manages to hide on this fucking thing all the way to New York City, and then he's just slowly chopping people off as it goes. And then they go into New York City, and he's walking through the city, and he's. There's a whole bunch of random shit there, and he kills more people. Where the fuck the police are, God only knows. They do heroin in that movie. You know, it's a whole thing. Yeah, there's a whole thing. Um, it's This one's the freshest in my brain because it's the one I watched the re- most recent because, you know, every the Friday the 13th, I do a fri- I watch a Friday the 13th movie. That's like, true. that's how long I've been doing these. So I'm at, I just watched that one. And, oh, my God, you know how long it takes for Jason to get to Manhattan and Jason takes It takes Manhattan? Jason a very long time to Manhattan and Jason takes Manhattan. The movie is, like, an hour and 40 minutes, and it takes him on an hour and 10 minutes to get to Manhattan. Oh, yeah, that that's the thing that pissed me off the most for that one. Because I remember going into, I remember going into that movie. I sat down, and I'm like, okay, Jason takes Manhattan. So this will be interesting to see Jason in a big fucking city like New York killing people. This will be cool. But yeah, it takes him a fucking hour, ten minutes to even get to the fucking... There's only a half hour left. And the half hour is him just chasing people from the fucking cruise ship he was on. There's not a whole lot of extra shit he kills. It's literally him just tying up loose ends. There are some great deaths in that one like when he tries drowns the guy in a sludge barrel <laughs> when when uh when the uh when the dude's on the roof and he's just wailing on him like he gives him <laughs> yes. he gives him like a good 10 fucking punches and, and then he's sitting there bloody knuckled like yeah 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 bring it and he just one punches his head off the roof <laughs> and fucking drops the cane so hotter stupid powerful Fucking props to Kane Hodder, who actually took all those actual physical punches. Did he really? Yeah, he all Jesus. those punches were 100% real, and he took every single one of them. You know... Like, Kane Hodder's a beast. Shout to Kane Hodder with that, uh, being Jason, because um, the Friday the 13th game, no, it's not all that great. Which wasn't entirely their fault. Because there's just a lot of people who own fucking rights to that movie series because there's been so many fucking sequels through different people. It was a pain in the ass for them to even try to make that game. Which is sad because overall it was a good concept. Kane Hodder actually came in and he put on like the mocap and shit and did all the executions and Jason killing for that game. Like he did all the shit and like I've seen the behind the scenes and he, he went like he got into the character like he would if he was in the movie and fucking brutalized for that shit. Yeah, like, it's definitely, like, Kane Hodder's everyone's favorite Jason. He's great. And, like, first, I remember the first time I saw Kane Hodder's photo, because, you know, he looks like a little stocky guy. I'm like, how is this guy Jason? And then mm-hmm. I saw a photo of him with someone else. He's a and big like, fucking dude. Oh, 
Yeah, he is huge. Like, he looks like he's short and stocky because he has no right of being that tall and that stocked. Yes, he's the kind of guy that if you walk into a bar, you just stay on the opposite end of the bar because he is just <laughs> fucking terrifying. But he's so um, sweet. Like, you, you know, um, I will say, like, if you're somebody like me or my dad, uh, that you watch horror movies for like to see what kind of good kills are going to be at it because you're you're just fucked like that. Jason movies are some of the best because he has some of the most just inventive ways of killing people because he just uses whatever he can, like whatever is available. Like say you're opening a can of ravioli or some shit like that. He just take the can opener and like cut your <laughs> skull open or bash your face in with the can. Like he just you he uses whatever is at his hands at the moment. Uh, what was it? Don't forget this. Was fucking... it was it part two or three where he shot the dude with the spear gun? <laughs> oh, that was part three. But another great <laughs> one from fucking part three is you know a guy is trying to open up a bottle of wine. He's like, "Hey guys, you see the?" Oh, by the way, it's Marty McFly's dad from Back to the Future. Oh my god. Um, he's like, he's like, "You guys seen the bottle opener?" And then Jason immediately stabs him in the hand with it. <laughs> He's so fucking great. He's like, not only is he a murderer, but he's got a great sense of comedic timing. He really does. Um. So yeah, there's Jason takes Manhattan, and then you go into uh, Jason goes to hell. Ah, uh, that. This movie somehow worse than uh, Part Five, which doesn't even have Jason in it. I think, in my honest opinion, this is one of the the most recent ones I've seen. Um. Because I was, I was really high and I was looking for a good horror movie, and I couldn't find one. I was being really picky, and then I was like, oh, you know, I haven't seen this one in like a couple years. I'll just pop it on. It can't be as bad as I remember it to be. Holy fuck, it was terrible. <laughs> I should have just Warren. not watched a movie. Because uh, Jason goes to hell. Hurt. Oh, I'll get to that. Jason goes to hell. Opens. Nowhere where it should have, because if you, because man, because takes Manhattan, it doesn't have any link to that at all. Because the way this one opens up makes it seem like there's been like a good decade that's fucking passed since the last movie, and 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 uh, he's just somehow now been figured out to be a mass fucking murderer, even though there's been yeah, like you know almost okay, so six movies because he minus the two, so like six fucking movies of him just murdering a good dozen people per movie. And then you get Jason goes to hell where the police have literally set up a sting operation. Like teenagers like I'm going to have premarital sex and smoke and drink a lot. And then Jason shows up and he just looks fucking terrible because he's like old and decrepit and like decaying. His, and his they lead him. has been healed to his face. Yeah, for yeah, his 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 he, like everything has grown over his mask. It's a part of him now. Um, and then it they they run out of the cabin, and then he just gets spotlighted, and they shoot the fuck out of him. An entire SWAT team, army SWAT team, and then they blow him up they with blow a grenade him up launcher. With a rocket launcher, or oh, rocket launcher, yeah. <laughs> Dumbest so fucking stupid. thing ever. But it doesn't stop there. That's just the first, like, 20... No, not I think it's, that's only, like, what? The first 10, 20 minutes? If yeah. that. The rest of the movie is that they say Jason is a demon, which I think I know what they were going with, but it's something mm -hmm. that they tried to do 
with the very first couple movies and they never had the way to do it because of rights issues. And I think they tried to have it worked in here and they ran into the same issue because people are fucking stupid. Um, but, but anyway, the coroner eats his heart and becomes Jason. And then that just continues throughout the whole fucking movie with people throwing up Jason's eaten heart into the next person and then becoming Jason all the way to get the fuck is he ended up looking for? I, th- I think he ends up going after his the... daughter. This is another thing. When the fuck, when the fuck did Jason ever, in any which way, ever have a sexual relation? He died as a fucking kid, and then he's a zombie. He's essentially a zombie. When the fuck did he have a kid? Yeah. That's never fucking explained. That's just a thing that we're meant to believe happened. Anyway, he fucking dies again. He goes to hell. Uh... And they hint at Freddy vs. Jason, and that movie came out in, like, 99, right? It came out in, like, the 90s. And Jason, Freddy vs. Jason didn't even come out to like, the mid-2000s. So that was, that was fucked. Because it, cause it ends with his mask falling on the ground, him going to hell, and then Freddy Krueger's hand taking it down, like, ah! And it was just like, okay, cool. But now that I'm older and I've seen Freddy vs. Jason, I know that there's like a good almost 20 year fucking gap between these movies. So, I mean, what the fuck was the point of any of that back then? Yeah. So, and then. And then Jason X. Fucking Jason goes. I don't know what the fuck it was with so many horror movies going into space. But yeah. Alien. Fucking space. Fucking alien, man. Alien and Fucking aliens. Alien. I, I think that's what did it. Which, those are both great fucking movies, too. Um, but yeah, Jason X. He goes to space. That one's so fucking weird, because it did the same thing that Jason Goes to Hell did. To open it. Yeah, it's like... It's like they don't even care about the canon, and they just wanted to make a movie. <laughs> Also, his last appearance of Kane Hodder at Jason. It's sadly, um, but no, it it, it <laughs> does. Way, really... It has the same like opening because it's like the FBI agents luring him in to freeze him, and then shit goes awry. It was so like I can't. <sighs> and then don't forget, he becomes Uba Jason. Yeah, after now there are some really cool kills in Jason X, just like any of any of these movies. There's really good kills in it where I'm like, oh yeah, fucking brutal. Uh, like the assistant chick when he fucking puts her in liquid nitrogen and just smashes her face he on the counter. Her fucking face, yes. <laughs> it's so fucking brutal. But this one had comedy in it for some of the kills when they're like when they're in the fucking VR, they're in. Uh, they're in basically like a danger room from like X-Men or Star Trek kind of thing going on. And Jason fucking shows up and kills the fucking monster they have. And they're like, oh, did you program that in, man? And then he tries to kill them. <laughs> Don't forget fucking... the sex robot. <laughs> God, this fucking movie. It's it's a weird movie. This is also where Jason racks up his most fucking kills because he like destroys another big ass ship filled with people. I fucking forgot so about like, that. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And it's not confirmed that he died. He just went in this 
he went into atmosphere of Earth. <laughs> but we don't know. By the way, uh, I just want to say, because I Googled Kane Hodder just to see how big he was. He's 6'4". Um, if you Google Kane Hodder, people also ask, is Kane Hodder a juggalo? Kane Hodder is indeed a juggalo. You mean, like, ICP juggalo? Yes. Well, that's something I didn't know. There you go. Learned it here first, even for me. I didn't fucking know that. That's a weird one. I did not know either. Also, it's great, because a lot of pictures of people that get with him are just him strangling them. Of, he's so large, like, course. his hand is just around their... Like, his one hand goes, like, three quarters around everyone's neck. Of course, he's a fucking monster of a man. Um, But, yeah, so that's all the Jasons, you know... Like, I, I I had to break down with, with all the variety, because Anthony's a huge fan with this one. Uh, Fucking love him. He does. He really loves it. Uh, I would let Kane Hodder slap me. I don't, I don't know if you'd live out. I don't know if you'd live from that one there, bud. Probably not, but it would not, it would not be sexual, but it would be the best day of my life. Would be. It would be. That would be. I would, I would. You know, I'd let I'd I'd probably let that happen too. Uh, that would just be something you could say for the rest of your life. Jason Voorhees himself slapped slapped the living fuck out of you. Um, and I lived to tell the tale. Exactly. Speaking of which, we had, you know, we're we're do, we did Jason now, and we end. You know, you end it. Don't even include Jason X. Just end it on Jason goes to hell. That brings us into. <sighs> The next, I mean, really one of the other, like, big heavy hitters on Teenage Killers, put it that way, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger came out in 1984, so four years after the first Friday the 13th movie. And such a good one. I also have all of these ones. So good. Also, fun fact, they called him Freddy Krueger in the first one. Yeah. It's so fancy back then. It was, wasn't it? And this was also taken yeah. on the helm of uh, another horror legend, Wes Craven. Oh, yeah, man. Wes Craven, he's... Oh, fucking Wes Craven. Wes Craven, So many man. good movies. For real, if you're looking horror movie-wise, Wes Craven's another one. Uh, as, as just a legend when it came to slashers in general. Because uh, he had Nightmare on Elm Street here, uh, where Freddy... You don't know Freddy Krueger. He's uh, <clears throat> a pedophile uh, that got burned and then didn't die, but instead made a deal <laughs> with demons uh, and came back to kill people in the dreams because that's when people were at least, uh, that's when you're the most vulnerable is when you can't escape. Yeah. So it's a, you know, the son of a thousand maniacs, what they call him. But... But you know the interesting thing with Friday, uh, with Friday the Thirteenth compared to this one is Jason was like he's unkillable in general. So no matter what you did, he was gonna get you. With Freddy, he could only really get you if you fell asleep. But that's what made him more terrifying in that aspect is because you have to sleep at some point. Like your body can't go without sleep. So eventually, he's gonna get you. Yeah, like Jason is like. He's a force of nature. If you don't go to Camp Crystal Lake, Jason isn't going to fuck with you. 
True. Like he doesn't. Jason doesn't go out of his way to go to Manhattan. No, that one like, just kind of happens. Manhattan, he yeah, it just happens. He goes to kill the people who are in his spot. Yeah, Freddy will fuck you up. You can move to Kansas for all he cares, and he'd be like, "Sup." It's true. He'll just he'll find a way. Um, and another inter- and another thing with Nightmare on Elm Street here is uh. The original movie, they don't say straight up he's a pedophile. It's just, it's one of those things where they hint at it very heavily, but they don't say it. It wasn't until the remake. I think that was more so be- uh, that they actually said that he was. But the originals, it was just yeah. more like hinted and referenced to, but not actually outright saying it. I think they did that because it was kind of really big of a, like a no-no thing to even talk about back then. Yeah, it was, I mean, nobody wanted to think about it that way. So yeah, I can see that. Um... But Freddy's another case, just like Jason, it was such a hit as a horror movie that it, too, spawned a ridiculous amount of fucking <laughs> sequels. What the fuck is it with the movies like this? Because Halloween came out in 78, and then the sequels ran up into the 80s. Jason came out in 80, and then four years later you get Freddy, and all of them have ridiculous amounts of fucking sequels, man. I think what it was is because they were like those are the big three, like and Leatherface if, if we want to count. Yeah, Leatherface. And they were like too. the first ones. Yeah, Leatherface like, too because they were the first ones. Yeah, you know, like they get to saturate the whole market. Like, oh, we love these. That's true. Um, but with that, um, you know, I will I will give credit to Nightmare on Elm Street because if I remember right, all of them are Freddy. Except for, I think, what, the second or third one? But it still includes Freddy. It's not like... Because even... Cause it, oh, God, I want to say it's like the second or third movie. It's not Freddy that starts with the killing, but they bring him in midway and to the end of it anyway. Unlike where Halloween, where you had uh, the season of the witch and then like his uh, his niece had a thing with it for a bit there um and then you have friday the 13th where he just jason disappeared entirely um with nightmare on elm street it was always freddy no matter what yeah freddy's in every single one like it's the same thing i think you're thinking of part two yes yes it is the the boy yeah 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 uh the first one they quote-unquote kill him and then they do he does the whole twist ending where like he's not really dead uh and then the second one is he he's dead and he has to get his power back so he like he just torments this poor fucking teenager into fearing him enough to where he could take control of his body which it has one of the funniest fucking like murdering <laughs> scenes are you talking about the pool team yes are you okay well, man about that. he's just fucking yeah, murdering like, everyone they, they're like, they're like, hey, we're fine, we're okay, right? We're 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 not gonna like do anything. He just fucking stabs the guy. <laughs> oh, there's a man with knives on his hand who's been killing people. <laughs> Let me talk to him. I'll be able to change his mind. Me alone. <laughs> it's a fucking hilarious part. Yeah, because he's just. Freddy's taken over, so he this kid's body's more of an into Freddy. He's fucking murdering people at his poolside party, and you have the one like bro dude that comes up like, "Hey man, are you okay, man? Like we can get through this. Like it's okay." <laughs> like, 
Like, nobody in their right mind's watching a dude rip through people literally and just stop and be like, hey, man, you all right? We're going to be good. Man, <laughs> we'll just you're have having a, drink, a really man. bad trip right now. Let me tell you, you're just on a really bad trip right now. You're surrounded by friends. Yeah, I've never seen you before. It's okay, man. Like, we've all had our bad acid trips, man. Like, you just calm down. Like, nobody in the right fucking mind is doing that. I know me. Me personally, if I was at a party like that, I saw a dude just ripping through other other motherfuckers and he's not stopping. I'm I'm running. Like, I don't care. Like, if I have to trip your ass, I'm getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> I, I think I would play the game of uh, Ring Around the Rosie. Because, you know, he doesn't have his fucking powers in the real world. So it'd be like him, and I'd be on the other side of the pool. He goes left, I go right. That would be the rest of my time there. Until he got sure. bored of me, or I fell in the pool, which was boiling hot at this point. So See, no, that's... he doesn't have any powers, but he can fucking fire to everything. Dude, that's where, that's where Freddy fucked up in part two. Like, you're only powerful... At your fullest in the dream world, why the fuck would you take someone's body in the real world then? Like you're just setting yourself up to die, because you lose all yeah. you lose like all your fucking power at that point. Like I don't. I mean, I guess I do don't kind re- of hint it that like the way he did it, he could bring his powers in, but it's still he would still have to like inspire fear and kill to get power anyway. So that still fucking fails. Yeah, don't forget <sighs> the reason why Freddy dies in this one is. Oh my god, Freddy Krueger. He dies so often, and every time it's a different way, it's fucking amazing. That's like, true. he gets kissed in this movie. They kiss, the love lady kisses him. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Doesn't it cause, like, all the souls to start bursting out? Or no, they... Yeah. Yeah, so yeah the kid, like, starts breaking favorite. out of it. Yeah, and like, like Freddy he turns bursts on my fire. fucking... Favorite one, I think, is from part four. It's where the girl that shows him his reflection. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's this dumbass fucking poem. It's like, oh, to defeat evil, you must have evil look upon itself. And he looks at his face and fucking. <laughs> he looks at his reflection and dies. It's the dumbest fucking shit in the world. It is so amazing. Ah, uh, but, uh. What the Friday the 13th, comparative, had 10. Nightmare only had, what, five movies? Five or six? Uh, seven. Seven, okay. I thought there was only six. I only know this because I'm looking at my box set, which has eight of them, but that's also including Freddy vs. Jason. And this one is the same idea with, like, with... With, like, Halloween or Friday the 13th, like, it has interesting kills, especially because he's killing him in the dreams. So there's a lot of weird shit he can do. Like, he can do whatever the fuck he wants to kill these kids. And he has some just really fucking out there ones he does. Um, what, <laughs> the what, the like one of the most... face with a girl? Oh, yeah, he sucks face. Like, that, <laughs> that fucking scene. Um, one, of the, one of the most, like, drawn-out brutal ones was the deaf kid. That one was fucked. He, like, takes his hearing aid, gives it back oh, to yeah. him, and then it latches onto his ear, gives him super hearing, and then he just... But it's Freddy, and by that point, like, after part two, he just got really comical. Like, he lost all seriousness and became just nothing but puns. 
And he like did the whole the chalkboard with his nails, like, oh, oh, don't do that. Oh, <laughs> when he fucking stretches the chalkboard and he keeps pausing, he'd be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> One of my fucking favorite things about that scene is where it's like he's so sensitive. So the movie's so quiet because they're trying to make sound, and Freddy's just dropping pins for him to try to catch because he knows how loud it's gonna be. Oh. <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing, just like dropping a little pin. <sighs> and then after all this, uh, years later, uh, we got Freddy versus Jason. Uh, where those two finally got to have a showdown. Good fucking God. That fucking movie. Yeah. I'm sorry, Anthony. Yeah, I mean, that, that fucking it'll movie, forever have I... a soft spot because it was the first one that, truly really the one that got me into it, but yeah, it's not a good movie. It's not a great movie. It's only good if you take it for the fact that they didn't try to change the characters at all. Freddy was just his normal punny self. And Jason was just straight up Jason murder machine. Yeah, they didn't change the characters at all. So if, in that aspect, yeah, is it a great movie overall? God, no. It was. It was. It was a product of its time. Sadly. Yeah, I mean it has. I, I mean, I mean that literally, because almost every movie that came out in that early two thousand era that was a horror movie had that same. It, like the horror movies it had of new metal in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, because it just seems like in the time that came out, there it's something that had been happening with slashers where like it's all about tits and sex and shit. But at that point, it was like that's they lean so heavily on that for the characters themselves that it just it turns really fucking stupid when it when the killers come in. But it still has decent kills, just like any of the movies. Yeah, like when uh, Jason fucking closes a bet on a guy. Or how about when he fucking Olympic throw impales <laughs> the Tiki <laughs> While he's on fire. You're forgetting that one. <laughs> they fucking set Jason on fire. He's He shows up to the fucking party in the cornfield, and there's the two frat guys... The, the jocks, and they're just, like, fucking with him. They think he's just some dude, so they're, like, throwing beer on him and shit. <sighs> he fucking... <laughs> Jason fucking... Jason makes the guy standing in front be able to look at the guy standing behind him. Really helpful, like. Like, oh, do you forget what your friend looks like? Here, let me help. Crack. <laughs> and the God. other guy's... Instinctive reaction is to set him on fire with the alcohol they spit on him. Yep, it's like, oh, we'll, pour, we'll set you on fire with more alcohol. Pour. Which beer would not light on fire like that? No, it would not. <clears throat> but then the fat man runs in the most panicked face ever. <laughs> Which like, is accurate because you just watch your friend's head get turned all the way the fuck around by this dude, and you lit him on fire. Uh, and he's walking after you. Yeah, and then he just fucking javelin throws the tiki torch at him and fucking impales him through the chest in the middle of the crowd. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, and then and then brought to the I don't know, who <laughs> Jason, but then he did that whole scene where he murdered a bunch of people while he was on fire. 
Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he just walks through the party, just slashing everyone that comes around him. Which, at that point, I'm like, just stop fucking running by him, you fucking idiots. Yeah, so many people He's doing nothing! He's literally just walking at a base speed, and everyone's just running by him. And it's just whack-a-mole, just like, here, oh, there's another one. There's a man on fire who's killing people. Let me run towards him and not away. Oh my god. Don't forget the Freddy Caterpillar. <coughs> That's true. Then there's Freddy Caterpillar there. Oh, with the stoner. Which that had been in a movie before. Jay. The He'd done a Freddy Caterpillar in another movie. It was like a worm kind of thing. Part three. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so those are like your main... The original slashers, I guess you could say, as far as, like, the 80s went, uh, when they started turning them into, like, masked kind of killers. Oh, and I would say uh, a really good, kind of a weird thing is uh, uh, Wes Craven's new Nightmare. Oh, that it's one was. It's not really a Friday the 13th uh, Nightmare on Elm Street sequel, but it is. It was another... It's really fucking good. I think... It's really meta. I'm pretty sure he made that after he made Scream, which is another one we'll get to. Um, and it was a self-aware Nightmare on Elm Street where, like, Nancy and, uh, uh, Dave England there, like, all of them know, like, like, the Friday the 13th movie, or, sorry, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are real things that they've worked on, like, it's the actual actors, but then all of a sudden, Freddy starts to come, become real, so it's, like, this self-aware fucking kind of thing, which sounds terrible, but it was actually a pretty decent movie. Like, they made Freddy extremely fucking terrifying with that one. He got a whole new look. Yeah, Yeah, because he was a a dream demon. Yes. Like, Like a literal dream demon. Like, Craven. He's like, oh, I have to make a movie every now and then, so the demon gets to sit. You know, it doesn't fuck up people. Which, by the way, it's been a hot minute since we've had a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, so uh, probably Freddy demons out there. there, uh, There's talks of uh, they're doing another one. Same thing with uh, Friday the 13th. They are working on more. Oh fucking great! Exactly that was my. What I wanted to hear with this joke. That was exactly my reaction. Speaking of movies that uh have had a recent remake in 1988, so we go four years after the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie. We have Brad Dorif as Chucky in Child's Play. Oh, I love me a little bit of Charles Manson. I mean, Chucky. He does look like Charles Manson, though, there. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, uh, you have Child's Play, uh, which brings you uh, Chucky, the doll that comes to life because a serial killer on his way to death in a toy store grabbed the doll and performed voodoo magic and put his soul into it and then slowly becomes the doll and goes on a killing spree again. I like the first Child's Play movie. I'm not going to lie. I love the first one. Because it it starts off suspenseful, just like the first Friday the 13th movie, where you don't really fully know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, especially because they, for a long time, play off like, oh... Andy's uh, sick. Andy. Yeah, like, Andy's actually doing all the killing. You know, which I have to say, I haven't seen the remake. Uh, I'm not going to 
watch it till I can rent it. Um, which, you know, as I've said before, it runs into the same problem you get with all remakes, um, regardless. Um, but I do think it was funny marketing for the remake, uh, to have it go against Toy Story 4 and make, like, all the Andy puns because Andy and Andy. So I thought that that, uh, that, that actually was kind of comical for, to me, personally. Um, no, that was pretty good. I agree with that. But yeah, the first Child's Play movie, it, it does the same thing that the first Friday the 13th did, uh, where it's uh, the when the babysitter gets killed, uh, the mom leaves, and all of a sudden the babysitter's murdered and goes flying out the apartment window because she gets attacked. But they don't show if somebody snuck into the apartment or what happened. Uh, and then you get the police there, and they're like, oh, there's this little shoe print that matches the doll. Uh, and they just think that Andy is having a psychotic break and doesn't remember what happened. He's blaming the doll. Uh, and you and you don't even fully fucking find out that Chucky's actually alive till like, I think about, like, halfway through the movie. And then it's finally, like, it's Chucky. later than halfway. It might be. Uh... It might, yeah, it might be a little bit further than that. Um, but it's somewhere around there that they finally show Chucky moving around talking and shit and him being like, yeah, no, like, I'm a murderer in a doll's body and I'm just going to keep doing what I do. And I like his logic in it where it's like, I'm a doll. Like, all I have to do is stop talking and moving and no one's going to fucking believe you. Because as soon as someone pushes a button or anything, I'm just going to let the machine do the work. I don't have to do shit. <laughs> Uh, which in a serial killer sense that I, I like that. I, I like that logic that we're cause it, cause it makes, it makes it more believable that, you know, if a serial killer were to do that, then that's exactly what would happen in that case. It would just be like, I don't have to reveal myself. I can keep killing like I want to kill, but I'm a fucking doll. So who the fuck's going to believe that I'm the one actually killing people? They're just thinking you're fucking crazy. Yeah, everyone's gonna see a doll and a dead body. You're like, oh no, the killer got away. Exactly. Um, and there's been a ton of, ton of sequels. Uh, well, not I guess again. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, you had Child's Play one, two, and three, which the original, the first three there, they're not. None of them are terrible. Uh, the first one's just the one that is really is the better, the best of them all. Because uh, then later on they made Bride of Chucky, which was like, what the fuck are you doing? It was a terrible movie. And then Seed of Chucky was even fucking worse, which nobody really thought that they could make it worse, but somehow they managed to make it even worse. And then there was but nothing. You know, I am Anton Maddox. Fuck. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and, and then there was nothing for a long time. Uh, and then you got, what was it, Cult of Chucky? Or no, um... Curse of Chucky. I think it was Curse, yeah, Curse of Chucky. Uh, Curse of Chucky, which reveals that there was a woman he had had locked in his basement before the the events of the first movie went down, where he got killed, um, which was like his ex lover or something like that, and he like took her captive and was doing stuff with her, uh, and then he took off, and she had gotten pregnant, so he was gonna have a kid with her, and then he gets caught, and then all the shit went down where he gets shot, um, but he tried to kill her and the baby, and that didn't work. Baby turned out, uh, ended up being paralyzed because he got stabbed. Um, yeah, like he stabbed pregnant mama in the belly. Yeah. And then it's like all these years later, uh, he finally finds his way to his daughter. Um, I didn't mind Curse of Chucky. Uh, I didn't hate it like I did 
Bride or Seed, I thought Curse was actually a pretty decent one for what they did. Um, only because they went back to the child's play route. They didn't try... Like, they, they didn't go straight up with doing Chucky. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't Chucky just coming in and killing people and being like, ah, I'm Chucky. Like, no, it it was a slow build-up, just like the first Child's Play movie was. Yeah, because it, it's been so long, you were, you were thinking like, oh, we're starting a new one. Like, maybe exactly. it's going to do something really similar. And then they're like, bam, guess what? Surprise sequel. Yes, you know, when I watched it, um... And seeing Curse of Chucky, um, I thought it was going to be that somebody orders a, one of the dolls to look like Chucky, and then they go on the killing spree and blame it on the doll, and it's like, you know, we we are the Curse of Chucky, like, we follow him, whatever, and like, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's just, it's Chucky from the original movies, uh, and then they do the whole daughter thing, and he straight up just tells her, like, yeah, I don't like loose ends. Like, you were supposed to die, and you didn't die, and I didn't know about it. For a very long time. Um, and then I found out. And I don't like loose ends. Because I'm a... F- and he just and he just puts it in simple terms. Of like, I'm a fucking psychopath murderer. I don't like people surviving. I'm a completionist. You have to die. Um, and then you get... What was it? Uh, and then the, the other one they did after that was Cult of Chucky. You have Cult of Chucky? Where there were like four Chuckies going around? That... That... That movie had an such an interesting ending. Um, and it also had a lot of moments in it where I found myself laughing. Because <laughs> there's a fucking yeah, scene. Like- He's walking down. Uh, his daughter goes to an insane asylum because they because uh, once again, Chucky can't be proven to be a killer. Go figure. Uh, so she's seen as insane. She goes to the insane asylum. He finds her, goes there. He's walking down the fucking hallway, going to kill her in a room. And there's this fucking one of the cra- one of the crazies and one of the crazy ladies in there had taken a phone call from him earlier and he, she had delivered the message he was coming for or whatever. And she sees him walking down the hallway and she she had I think it was like she lost miscarried a whole bunch or whatever so, and she like lost her mind and she sees him walking hears his voice she's like oh hi baby when she's like treating him like this little toddler and he just stops and he just looks down the hallway looks back at her and he's like you know what i'm gonna go take care of what i have to and then i'm gonna come back and kill you because somebody has to put you out of your misery and then he just continues down the hallway <laughs> I busted up laughing at that shit. Uh, but uh, yeah, but then but that the the end of it um, was that he switches bodies with his daughter, uh, which I didn't think had happened because they they did one of those endings where they cut away at the last minute, so you don't know if he completed what he was trying to do. And then Tiffany, the the annoying voiced chick, comes back. And she's waiting outside for him. She leaves the padded cell room. And it's Chucky. And he, like, kills the cops or whatever. Meets her outside. And it ends with it just being like, so are we going to continue doing what we're doing, Chug? And he's like, yep. I got a new body. So 
let's keep on killing. And then they leave, and that was the end of the movie. It was then. And then he goes, I'm autonomous. Fucking goddammit, I can't fucking do it. Anatomically correct? Yes, thank you. Words. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so that was the end of that, and then they drive on to the sunset, and then you have the remake, which I have not seen yet to even have any word on. Uh, but yeah. I hear Mark Hamill's in it. Yeah, Mark Hamill uh, voices Chucky, which I thought was an interesting thing for him to do. Huh. So that's in 1988, uh, which I actually did... Uh, we're we're going to backtrack in time. Uh, we're going to go two years before <laughs> that. <laughs> Um, backtracking in time, uh, go back to 86, when on TV, there's a Stephen King film that was a two-parter, technically a series, that was later adapted into a two-parter movie on on VHS. Can you guess what the movie is? Would you like a balloon? Do the do the do the balloons float? Everything floats down here. Tim motherfucking Curry as Pennywise, aka It the Clown. Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah. You get the the TV series movie, whatever the fuck you want to go with. Uh, with Tim Curry as It, um, doing Pennywise and It, um. Which, of course, uh, as I think anybody would know, was remade 2017. Uh, the new one coming out this year for the part two. I'm so excited. I just can't find it. The movies... I don't hate the TV one. Uh, it, it does miss a lot of the notes of how dark and fucked up that book actually is. But it's not terrible. It's still... Tim Curry it's is the only it... reason it's watchable for me. Because Tim Curry is Pennywise fucking great. Really fucked up book, and they're like, oh, we'll turn this into a TVPG show. Because, like, Stephen King was, it, it was just popular, and they wanted to make movies on all of his books, and it was just so fucked up. If you have not read a Stephen King book, they're not... They're not how they're portrayed in the movies a lot of the, like any of the movies, there there's so much darker shit going on between pages that they can't do in a movie. And they would and it would be made NC seventeen. It would it that's you mean exactly like how it would go. That is exactly my point. Which the new movie, they do do it correct as far as her going into a suspended state and going into the air. That is correct. Yeah, he bit, he bit, he like. It's essentially stealing her fucking soul. And then it's being like, there's no way to get it back. But in the book, they have to fuck her. Like, I wish I was, I wish I was making that up. It is literally all the boys have to drop pants and have an orgy with her to get her back. And then he lets her go. It's not a simple, like, we love you, Billy, you need to come back. You're Like, no, that is not how that went, and they couldn't do that, because that would just be very fucked up and wrong. But that Wait, is exactly you how you wrote it. In your, no, in I your don't, nobody wants to see, no normal person wants to see that. But you know you're all fucked up, because anybody who's read the book, you know damn well you read that part, because you were just on the edge of your seat with what the fuck was going to happen. 
And then he took out the lube. Why did he have lube? <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> All right, let's let's get off let's get off uh, underage child sex. But that but that is my point here. It's like even the new ones, as dark and creepy as they they get, um, even the director has come out and said that there's a lot of shit he had in these mo- in the two parts here that he was not allowed to keep. Um, which, from what I've heard from anybody who does. TV shows and shit or the movies that's something they say is like if you want to get a lot of what you're doing in that normally they wouldn't allow you have to have more things that are over the top ridiculous they will never let fly to get the other shit in because it makes the other shit look mild um so there was a lot of there's a lot of shit that you'll never see that he filmed with that movie that'll never see the light of fucking day because it's just too fucked. But he took it straight from the book and that's why he adapted it. Um, which from what I heard, there was a scene for the new one uh, that was supposed to be like an origin of Pennywise, where the the townspeople took their children to the sewers and fed it to Pennywise to keep him at bay uh, to explain why the town doesn't give a shit about what he's doing is because originally they were feeding him and then they stopped because Mm. you know you don't want to kill your kids uh which then led him to do what he does which is slowly lure kids but that um from what i saw he wanted to have that scene in there to explain better why like oh there's these missing kids but nobody seems to really be doing anything is because like They've all the never done anything. Yeah, the old people in town know that this is normal. It's like it's a fucking demon. Like, I don't know what you want us to do. Like it, it, it it's going to happen. There's nothing we can do. So we'll look, but we're not going to really Do you think look. they're going to have the uh the ritual of chewed in the sequel? I don't know. I'm I'm very curious at how they're going to go about this. I know they're going to do the uh the uh, homosexual man being hate crimed on that's definitely going to be in the second one uh, it's going to be fucked up um, I know he's gone a lot darker with this one and, and I, I've seen people give the first part shit um, I thought it was great I'm excited for the second part to see how far they take it this time <laughs> considering there's some pretty fucked up shit that happens when they're adults too uh, I'm curious to see what makes it to the movie uh, I mean you saw the f- first trailer right? I did I did. So you saw the naked old lady I, I think we're gonna be okay with it being really fucked up. I just gotta feel it I, I gotta feel it too get this <laughs> I have a feeling after seeing Naked Old Lady, we're not going to be disappointed with how fucked up Pennywise is going to be in this one. God. All right, so there, that's that. Um, and, you know, Pennywise, yeah, he, he's a clown. Now, this is where I always get confused when it comes to Pennywise. Is he, is he the embodiment of fear? Was that the whole basis behind, or 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 was it that he was an alien? Um... Well, long story short, he's the opposite of life. Or she. She's the opposite of life. For whatever the turtle did, creation, life, peace, it is the opposite. 
Well, there you go. Anthony explained it, which is, I just wanted Anthony to and, explain it. And that's me explaining it really simply. It does get way more... It gets more confusing because there's other books later on that he wrote that... All the Dark Towers. Yeah, there's All the Dark Towers, which not everybody read, which is understandable. Because there's uh, quite a few of those, and they're very long, like any of his books. Uh, but it's basically just that every single book he's ever written is in the same, like, universe connecting connection kind of thing. And Dark Tower, like, connects all of them and explains all the behind-the-scenes shit for all of them. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you think what we is just talked about... Oh, I'm sorry? No, but it's a good, it's a good, uh, like written story. Like he's definitely knows what he's doing. It, it Stephen King did that. It is great. Um, I think I've read it twice. I haven't read it in a while though. I'm trying to think. I think the last time I read it my, was my like two, three years ago. I think was the last time I read that thing because it just takes. It's what, such a big fucking book. It is. What I like is that he didn't originally connect all of them. Like. They originally yeah. weren't. They were all their own unique stories. But then he slowly, like, oh, what if I do this? Like, oh, suddenly they're connected now. And it makes sense. It's not like he stepped well, over and said, like, I need to make a my Stephen King universe. I need to make a an MCU of some kind. A, a universe. A, a, a Kingverse. What are we, yeah, some sort of Suicide Squad? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but if you think what we just talked about regarding it is fucked up, <sighs> the year before Child's Play, the year after the It on TV, we got one of the darkest, fucked up, goriest fucking movies that I still fucking love to this day. In 1987 by Mr. Clive Barker. We have such things to show you. We have such things. We have such sights to show you. So much pleasure to give you. I'm talking Hellraiser and Pinhead. Hey, motherfucking yeah. This, this, the first fucking Hellraiser movie... I could not watch this as a kid because it was fucked. (laughs) You're not saying something. To put it this way, the first fucking scene in that movie was the later on character looking for, he was like traveling all over the world looking for pleasures and exotic things. He's given a puzzle box and he's told that if he unlocks the puzzle box, he'll be led to a land of immense pleasure. And he was like, oh, fuck yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Like, these hookers just aren't good. And like, you know what I mean? So he does that. Upon opening it, he is ripped apart by fucking hooks that come out of nowhere. Like, literally just fly out of the fucking room from nowhere. Rip him to pieces. And then it just fades away in, into the family moving into a house. Which is later revealed that it was his brother uh, that died. Yeah, yeah apparently... F- Fucking his uh, brother's wife wasn't good enough. He needed to get... God, man. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. But with this movie, 
the wife is not good looking. Like, she's just not good looking. Like, why are, why? Why? Why are these two brothers fighting over this woman? She, I'm sorry, but she's not, she's not attractive at all. Like, who the fuck's fighting over this woman? Who, why? Anyway, yeah, the brothers had, was having an affair with the wife, and the husband didn't know about it, and the daughter didn't know about it. It was, like, the secret thing that he kind of raped her, and she liked it, which is fucked up, but it's, it was kind of the, the whole movie's fucked, so that, that is the least of your concerns with this. But basically, he did, the, yeah, the brother came home drunk, he raped her, and then she's like, ooh, he was such a man, unlike my husband, and they start having an affair, and then he just, he fucking floundered off to travel the world and do whatever he wanted. And then he just up and disappeared. Nobody knows that he, you know, fucking died because of this puzzle box he bought. Um, and he was up, he's in the house, the whole movie. Um, just not where you think he is. Uh, he's like, he's like under the floorboards, there's pieces of him. Um, and it's super fucked because the husband like cuts his hand and the blood drips down and then he just slowly has the creepiest fucking animation of a body slowly rebuilding itself into bone muscle nervous tissue into a skinless man and clive barker doesn't hold back on blood for a skinless man like there's blood fucking everywhere because he because i mean he has no fucking skin so he's just bleeding everywhere Like, he's just like imagine like downstairs, just like what's that? <coughs> oh, don't mind that. That's just Uncle Jimmy. I think he's doing his laps upstairs. <laughs> like he's got to be the wettest sounding person out there. And it's got to fucking hurt too. Like when I get a little cut, I'm like, ah, air. Imagine fucking having no skin, walking around with your <laughs> feet everywhere. What? 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 What's that upstairs? Oh, nothing. We're just uh, oh, you know, the kid's just playing a movie. Oh God, tell me. But you gotta give that guy <laughs> props. He comes back as this pain wet body and first thing he wants to do is fuck the girl yes i'm glad you're here if i were to look up the word moist there would just be a picture of you (laughs) uh sorry we're getting getting carried away here um so yeah there's that um, you don't even see Pinhead, and, and Pinhead was like he he was the icon of of the Hellraiser after that point. Um, but yeah, the first movie was just that, and him getting back into his affair. Uh, he kills the dad by shoving his fleshy fingers into his skin and draining him dry, and then putting on his skin. But yeah, because he has to do the whole thing where it's like she has to invite over people. She's mm-hmm. fucking them and then killing them. Oh yeah, she straight up just runs just... a fucking uh, a brothel out of her house for random dudes. And she's just so down to dick this guy, like get dick, dick from this guy. That like, yeah. oh yeah, I'll, 
have sex with other people that I don't know and murder them just so I can see you in your skin again. Like, I'm sorry. That's dedication right there. And second of all, that shit fucked up. And the first up. thing he does is like he wants. He first thing he does when he gets his skin tries to fuck the girl's daughter. Not even her. Yeah, which I don't know how he expected that to work when he's wearing the skin of her dad. <laughs> there's oh, a lot of there's a lot. Daddy, of, something. There's a lot of fucked up shit in this movie. Um, a lot of fucked up. But yeah, you don't see the the icon pinhead until the end of it, because. Um, it's something that doesn't fully get explained until a way later movie about how it works with Pinhead. But Pinhead shows up because the dude's alive. He's not supposed to be alive. He's supposed to be in hell, the layer of hell that Pinhead resides. Um, So he comes back and kills the mom and <laughs> the brother all over again, by the way, which is the same thing. Fucking hooks. It's the icon Hellraiser thing. Jesus of yeah, Jesus wept. And there's hooks on chains that just come out of nowhere, out of the pitch black that comes from him entering the room. Um, they hook into your skin, down nice and deep, right above your muscle, and then they just rip you the fuck apart. Uh, as he tells you, I have such sights to show you. Uh, and then you're ripped apart, and you're sent to hell where he is. Um, and the daughter escapes, and you see some more of the Cenobites, his minion followers, uh, and then you get Hellraiser Which, do 2. Do you know their names? Hellbound. I do, do not. Do you know your Cenobites? Well, we, we Sadly, got, I, 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 I We have female Cenobite, which, the one with the boobs. Well, no shit. We have the Chatterer. Oh, he's one of my, he's like my favorite looking one. He looks like Nemesis with chatty teeth. If you don't know Nemesis, yeah. look up Resident Evil Nemesis. He looks like that, but and with chatter teeth. He's also my favorite Cenobite. And then Indeed. my favorite name of all the Cenobites, Butterball. Oh, he, he's the, the super fat one, right? Brown glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's the super fat one, Butterball. Uh, yeah, and then you get uh, Hellraiser 2 Hellbound. Uh, where she goes to an insane asylum because they don't know where the fuck everyone is, but there's blood everywhere. Uh, so they assume that she killed him and she's having a mental break. And then in the insane asylum, because the puzzle box is open, Pinhead comes back for her. And then it's the whole movie is her trying to explain to mental hospital staff that the room is coming to life and sending her to another dimension and a man with nails in his fucking head is trying to kill you. Oh, it's yeah, a great. Make sure you say hi to. Say hi to Wraith and God of Thunder while you're in there for me. It's the best fucking premise for a horror movie like this. I fucking. I like. I fucking love the sequel. I think I actually love the sequel more than I do the original Hellraiser. Simply because. The, the, j just that basis, because that is exactly what would fucking happen. Like, everyone gets murdered by this fucking demon. You can't fucking prove it. So they think you're insane. 
the demon comes back for you, you have no way to fucking prove anything that's happening to you because <laughs> it's all in your fucking head. He's <laughs> like, a great fucking movie. Uh, and then uh, the therapist becomes a Cenobite by the end of it. He, like, takes control because he, he ends up finding out about the puzzle box and, uh, and the demon and shit and figures out how to become one. And he, become, he like, takes over and kills Pinhead and all of them. Uh, there's, like... Yeah, it gets really weird. Uh, there's at least six of these as well um, on the base ones alone. And one of them goes to space. Um... And then you have, like, uh, I think there's an... I think it's called Annihilation or something like that. And then there's Judgment. Um, the only ones, really, I would say stick to the first five I know. I know the first five. I know the first five at the top of my head, and I don't mind... And, and it falls into the same category for me as Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th, where there's just some really cool fucking kills that happen in these movies. Um, it's kind of like the Freddy thing, because he's a demon, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, so there's, yeah, there's some really dumb ones, but there are also some ones where you're like, oh man, that's fucking sick. Like, I've watched all these. Um, one of my one of my favorite things is where he makes the CD Cenobite. Ah, uh, that's uh, I want to say three. I want to say that, that I want to say that that might be three. And you can't forget the giant space puzzle box. We're not gonna. We're, we're Jesus. I. Me personally, I'd say out of all the other ones that came, one of my other one, one of the other ones that I like, uh, I think I think it was five, I think five was what it was called, um, because it doesn't, it's it's a weird one, because it's like a cop trying to solve a murder, it's a cop trying to solve a murder, and he can't figure out who's done it. And the whole time there's like Cenobite, this, there's like, uh, these Cenobites that keep showing up. Uh, I think it's the Chatter and I think there's like two twins or something like that that show up, but they keep like fucking with him every chance, every time he tries to do anything and they keep showing up and then they disappear. So he can't prove it. So then the whole station's like, Oh, you're just going crazy. You're working too much. Uh, and then by the end of it, they do a fucking twist ending on it. Where he goes home to his wife, and she's dead, and he's just like, oh, God. And then, like, he gets blood on his hands. He's like, but I didn't kill her. And then Pinhead shows up, and just, he shows up at the very fucking end of it when he's, like, freaking out when all the evidence, like, just appears in his fucking, like, kitchen or whatever. And it shows that he's the one that killed all these people. And he's like, but I didn't do it. And then Pinhead just shows up to be like, yeah, so. The thing about that. Uh, yeah, so, you're a detective, a dirty cop. You died, but you did not go to heaven. You are in my domain, and here, forever, you will relive the case of solving your own failures and murders for eternity. I have such dun, dun. sights to show you. Uh, ba- yeah, ba- basically, he just got sent to his own personal hell. Like, it just makes him relive the case he was trying to solve and how his wife fucking hated him and he was a drunk. And then he has to watch his partner get murdered over and over and over by the Cenobites. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was like the whole ending to it was that everything that happened wasn't real. That he was just, he's in fucking hell made by Pinhead. I, 
I know I'm wrong and all, but every time I, uh, whenever I think of a cop in a horror movie, I think Detective Tap from uh, Saw. <laughs> Fucking Saw. I you know like, I was gonna I don't know why. I was gonna include Saw in here, but it is just such an odd thing. Because I don't. We don't have the time to talk about the Saw movies. We'll just say honorable mention to Saw, but those ones I don't. I only like the first couple movies because after that, it just, they got really fucking like any of them. They get dumb. But Saw was one of those ones where, like, you could tell that they were just dragging shit on when they they shouldn't have. Um, so, yeah, we have Hellraiser, Pinhead, Cenobites. Yeah, you know, you know, why don't we go to 1983? 1983. 1983. Can you guess the movie in 1983? Well, from your accent, I'm going to clearly guess. Can you guess the movie in 1983? (laughs) I'll swallow your soul! Well, clearly, that's the uh, frisky tree. Tree rape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Evil Dead. Or Evil Dead 2. Yeah, see that, yeah, the Evil Dead with the Deadites, um, it does get fucking, it does get very confusing, because you have Evil Dead 1, which is such a, I know, I know a lot of people that skip Evil Dead 1 and go straight to 2, because Evil Dead 1 is such a, a slow build-up. Which well, I tried to go back. Start with the, the whole plot of Evil Dead. Yeah, and I've I've tried to go back and rewatch Evil Dead One. I don't do it very often because it really is just such a slow build up to anything. Because for for most of it, it's just Ash and his friends doing nothing. It's just a bunch of teenagers having a normal weekend. Um, in the, in the and it's the because woods. he had no fucking budget. So I'm pretty sure that's why the first one did nothing, because he literally had no budget, so he had to cut back on doing anything super horror-related with, oh, with all that. Oh, wait, who is he? Sam Raimi. The magical man himself. Um, yeah, and then Evil Dead 2, they just were... They, yeah, they do. They just go over everything exactly beat for beat with the horror aspect that happened in Evil Dead 1. They get Evil Dead 2... Uh, which then ends with the beginning of Army of Darkness, which is most people's favorite fucking movie. I know I'm one of them. It's so I ridiculous. fucking love it's Army amazing. of Darkness. The movie's fucking great. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you have not seen Army of Darkness, go back and fucking watch it. Because uh, it's fucking that, um, comical, and it has zombie deadites and fucking monsters. Evil Ash. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Props to Bruce Campbell being able to play so many fucking like little Bruce Campbells and Evil Ash. Um, but yeah, you have the Deadites, and they're they're iconic. Evil Dead's iconic. Like, there's no way you can get past Ash Williams and all that. Um, my boomstick. Um, which fucking also brings hand. me. Yes. Um, the Necrocomicon is how. <laughs> 
Yes, a, Billy, a Grim Adventures of Billy Mandy. The character Haas Delgado is just a straight-up Ash Williams cartoon character. It is fucking great. I love that he did that. Is I that, love they did that shit. He's just fucking Ash Williams and Snake plus skin mixed together. <laughs> Make the manliest fucking man out there. Uh, um, and if you haven't, um, there's Ash vs. Evil Dead on Stars. It's only three seasons long, but it is fucking great. It, he, it hits all the notes that made Evil Dead great because it's Ash all those year, all these years later, having to refight everything, and it has it has the best opening that fits what Evil Dead was. Literally, Ash versus Evil Dead started with him picking up this chick, going back to his trailer, and her seeing the Necrocomicon. And being like, ooh, what's this? And they get super fucking baked. And she asks him to read, so he does. And the force brings the Deadites back again. <laughs> and he fucking admits to that within, like, the second episode when they're like, why is this happening? He's like, well, so I got super baked, and she wanted me to read, and I read from the book. <laughs> Man, I love it. What guys wouldn't do to get laid? It's amazing, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I mean, it's Bruce fucking Campbell. I don't think he needs help. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Um, yeah, great fucking, great fucking series. Uh, fucking love Evil Dead. Love Ash Williams. Uh, love the series. Love the movies. All fucking great. Uh, but it's the Necronomicon that makes demons come out. Uh, and then there's also the remake. Which was also yeah. What do you think of the remake, dude? I fucking love the remake. You know why I love the oh, remake? Oh thank God, we can still be friends. You know why I love the remake? It, it was brutal as fuck, and Ash Williams makes a cameo at the very end. It was brutal as fuck, and it was Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell themselves coming back and being like, "This is how we wanted to do this movie originally, but we didn't have a fucking budget." But this is the original vision I had. And it is brutal and dark as fuck, and it is amazing. That fucking scene with the needle? Oh! God. Yeah, that's how I... good it is. Just by saying the needle scene, you're like, oh, God, no! I saw this in theaters twice. I saw it once with my dad. First time I saw it, I went to the theaters, me and my dad saw it. And both of us were like, fuck yeah. The second time I saw it was with my ex. And yeah, we went to go see it with her friend, uh, Stefan there. Uh, we all went to go see it. Loved it again. Fucking amazing. So good. It, it, it's just, it's good. I, like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and the fun fact that links it to Friday the 13th, which is what I was hinting at with Jason Goes to Hell with him being a demon... Originally, they wanted it to be that Jason comes back because of the Necrocomicon. Because um, <clears throat> this came out in 83. The first Friday the 13th came out in 1980. Uh, and then by like the time of the second, third movie, the Evil Dead was had come. And it was like, the Necrocomicon can bring things back from the dead. Uh, so their whole idea was like, Jason is this unstoppable killer because the Necrocomicon got a hold of him. But... There's too many people that own rights between the series, and it was never able to be official. Um, but that yeah. that was I the mean, reason. We, we do have a comic book, Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. 
Really? Yep, they they made a straight up comic book, so well, they are connected. If it makes you feel any better. And also a shout back to the Marvel Zombies we talked about um, back when we were doing uh, Captain America because that is how the, the Marvel Zombies happened too. Because they did Marvel versus the Evil Dead and Ash gets teleported to a Marvel Universe that the Nurka Comic Con is active in and he helps him fight the Deadites and then it leads into Marvel Zombies traversing the universe because the Evil Dead has come to life in there. Uh so Evil Dead is so iconic, it's been used not only for a basis for Jason being an unstoppable fucking killer, but also to Marvel Zombies ever being a thing. <laughs> so, props to yeah, Evil Dead. It, it definitely... Props to Evil Dead. Uh, Go Bruce Campbell. Go Samurai. And then... Uh, I want to end it on... Uh, we're going to end overall with the more super classic ones. So with that, we're going to go all the way, all the way to 1996. We're going to go back to our boy, Wes Craven. And, uh, oh, I... Yeah, it's the very uh, first, like, deconstruction oh, movie. Oh, you know, actually, hang on. I'm getting a phone call. Oh. No, 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 I don't. No, I don't. Uh, no, I'm doing a podcast. No, yeah, I'm do, doing a podcast. No, oh, you should talk, you should have took the answer there. We could have, we could have all been on the phone. You know, I, I'm actually going over my favorite horror movies right now. Uh, what am I wearing? Well, that's a very personal, private uh, question. Uh, you know, <laughs> lack thereof wearing. No, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm going to hang up now. Well, you can gut anybody you want as a fish, sir. I am hanging up. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, telemarketers are getting brutal. They're getting, they're getting like, they're getting in your face. Guy just said he was gonna cut me like a fish. Anyway, 1996, Wes Craven comes back and makes another movie that is a horror movie with a slasher that once again brings new life into the genre. It's been said again and again about this movie. Scream, with the iconic killer, uh, Ghostface. Oh, you're talking about the movie title. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Um, I thought it was just a command. But no, Anthony's correct. It's, uh, Wes Craven did this one as well. Um, it was him coming back in to do another slasher. Um, but it, it does. It deconstructs everything that a slasher movie had been based on. Because uh, they even break down the fucking rules. You know, like, don't say you're, uh, don't say I'll be right back, don't have sex, don't get drunk, don't have drugs, don't, don't go explore don't the spooky noise yourself. that you heard. <laughs> um, I like the first Scream movie, um, which, for those of you who have not seen this, I know uh, there's not many people that I, that have not, but if you haven't, Drew Barrymore is in the very beginning, so you should definitely check it out if you like Drew Barrymore. You're gonna love this movie. <laughs> Yeah, she's really great. I loved her for the entire movie that she's in there. You know, some might say she was killer in that role. Ah. Ah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he kind of just deconstructs the whole thing. Um, I This is one that I have, I go back and watch pretty periodically, um, only because... You know, I'm I'm only 25. I was born in '94. This movie came out two years after I was born. 
Um, I saw it first when I was, you know what? Let's not talk about the first time I saw it. Um, I was pretty young. Um, I've liked it ever since. And even to this day, I still like, I still fucking like that ending. Um, hello, Cindy. Yeah. It, uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, then just skip all of this. Um, but it's her boyfriend and his friend that are the killers the entire time. Um, and Wes Craven does a really fucking good job at you. Cause if you've never seen the movie, then you bounce back and forth between you knowing it's him to, Oh, it's not him. They, he does such a fucking good job at keeping a guessing game throughout that fucking movie. Cause at one point the killer breaks into Sydney's house and then the killer disappears after she calls the cops and then, Oh, boyfriend's here like oh i'm gonna keep you safe and then the phone drops out it's like oh my god you're the killer so then instantly you think he's the killer well then killer comes back and kills again you're like okay it's not him that was really weird he just he he was he did the best job of bouncing it back and forth and keeping you trying to fucking guess who the actual killer was going to be can i ask can i ask you a favor what just one i want you to do one thing for me can you say Hello, Sydney, in your shaggy voice in honor of Matthew Lillard. Like, hello, Sydney. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie, Sydney? Oh, I like that one, but who was the real killer, Sydney? Me, bitch! <laughs> I'm sorry, Matthew. Like, I'm fucking dying here, man. Fucking gets a TV dropped on his face. (laughs) Hey, look, it's school. (laughs) Uh, Can I just say, I'm just the fucking, the bit where he's stabbing him, he's like, could you just imagine that whole scene with him doing a shaggy, like a shaggy throughout the whole fucking thing? Like, yeah, yeah, man, just get it right. Oh, oh, like, I need a hospital here, man. I'm fucking dying, man. Oh, (laughs) like, I'll do it for a school. Be (sighs) snack. Fucking Matthew Lillard, so great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But no, the, the first movie's great. Second movie was Scream 2, which, uh, if I remember right, it's Billy, her boyfriend, her or ex-boyfriend, obviously. Uh, it turns out to be his mom's the killer, and she's trying to... It's a weird kind of plot thing with that one, because it's like she's trying to kill Sydney to get sympathy for her son and say like he wasn't the killer, if I remember right, and it's just like, well, if I kill you and make it seem like the ghost face is still around, then I can clear his name and I can be this mother of a victim child or whatever. Uh, which sounds Everyone's weird, but if motivated. you... Yeah, but I mean, it sounds weird, but if you think about it, like, for a woman that's fucking insanely crazy, like, she's out... Like, she gets... You find out by the end of the movie, it makes it makes more sense. I guess you kind of have to watch it through to kind of get... Um, and there's Scream 3, which is her... Which was the dumbest one out of all of them was Scream 3 because it was like her secret brother, lover. I. It was like it Sydney's was like mom's, mom's secret son. 
that nobody yeah. fucking knew about. There was never any mention of anything like it. And it just randomly in the third movie, she went to Hollywood, had a kid, and hid the kid away. And the kid came back with a vengeance. It's weird. Um, yeah, and like, yeah. you can't... No, like, can't make it's that much up. harder for a woman to pretend not to have a kid than a guy. Like, a guy can go sleep around and like, oh, I had a kid. I yeah, slept around with a woman in Hollywood and she had a baby. I have no idea. And I will never bring it up because I literally have no idea. But if a girl has a baby, kind of hard to be like, oh, no, I've had a baby before. Wait, you've had a baby before? I have a brother? Yeah, that that's that, that's why the third one, it loses me. I don't like the third one as much. Like, it has some cool stuff in it, but that ending part, the twist ending part in it about the killer, eh. Who saw levels of that. Um, I did, I didn't mind Scream 4, I like though. I 4. Yeah, I didn't mind four because four did. He did. Four took the same route as the first movie did, where it kept you constantly fucking guessing who was actually killing everyone. Because it throughout the whole movie, I think I thought in my mind I was like, it's the 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 uh, I can't remember her fucking name. Uh, the blonde, the blonde haired chick. Uh, short blonde hair. Um, I was like, I, I thought it was her because I was like, she kind of seems like it could be her. Uh, and then Courtney Cox character comes back and I'm like, oh, maybe she snapped. You know, like maybe she's trying to make a story. Um, and then you get introduced to the cinema kids who are super into the stab, which, which is another thing with Scream. Fucking stab is made based on the murders, <laughs> and it's a movie inside of a movie. That's <sighs> great. That's the one where they're like, is a remake, right? Where they're talking about the remake of Stab, or is that number five? There is a yeah four. It, there's only four, so four is the one where they're oh, it's sorry. they're talking about doing a Stab, another Stab movie, um, and this whole thing happens, and then that one it turns out to be what is it, Sydney's niece or cousin or whatever, and the only reason she fucking does it and blames it. She wants to be Sydney because in her eyes, it's like you always got this victim card and you got all the attention and everybody else that's around you, including like us, your family are pieces of shit compared to you. So fuck you. I'm going to kill you and then I'm going to kill my boyfriend. I'm going to kill everyone, but I'm going to be the survivor and I'm going to be famous. Go fuck yourself. Sounds really dumb, but considering how teenagers are, that is believable. You only, because yeah, teenagers only want to be famous. And if the only way to be famous right. is your family members a victim, that I could believe is somebody just being mentally unstable and trying to get the victim part of their family member to get all the fame. And she's such a, the actress, uh, Emma Roberts. She's so good. I think it's Emma Roberts. She's really good. The one thing I don't like about Scream 4 is they made up a new rule, which makes no sense in my book, where. If you're gay, you don't die in horror movies. Like, I don't. But it doesn't even fucking work. Uh, I'm gay. Wait, stab. (laughs) Fucking love that. (laughs) Wait, don't kill me. I'm gay. (laughs) Stab, stab, stab. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm gay. Like, mm, that's not a rule. I'm gonna, I don't have to follow that. Stuff. <laughs> I fucking love it. Uh, it hit a lot of notes in the first movie, so that one's okay. Um, and I just want to give a quick honor uh, mention about the Scream series. Uh, 
I didn't mind when MTV did like the first, I think it's like two seasons. They were okay. There was a lot of interesting things they did with it. It doesn't follow anything to do with the movies. It's its own thing. Um, but it has a lot of the same like don't twisty they, killer kind of thing. Uh, don't they change the mask and everything? Yeah, everything's changed about it. So it, it's not based on the movies at all. Uh, but it does have a lot of like cool twisty who's the killer kind of things, which made it good. Um, but it was on MTV, so there is obviously some like teenage drama things that get thrown in there. But it has some pretty decent kills and the twisty stuff, and it was cool. Then MTV got rid of it for the season three, and VH1 picked it up, I guess. I was kind of hoping Netflix or somebody would take it and try to do something better with it. That's not what happened at all. VH1 took it, and from what I've... I saw a review about season three just the other day, and they said it was fucking shit. They were like... The, the, the review I read was like, I don't know how you went from season one and two where a story that kept you guessing who the killer was, which is what Scream always did, to it being blatantly fucking obviously, like, thrown in your face at who the killers were, which ruined the whole fucking season. Because they said by, like, episode three, you knew it was this, like, half-brother, and then he gets stabbed and, like, oh, no, there's another killer. They're like, but by the next episode, you already fucking know who that person is, so it with the last, like, four episodes, you already know what's going to happen. So it kind of was shit. Which is disappointing, because I do I do agree. The first two seasons, I didn't mind. It was really good with doing the same thing about who is the killer, who's actually doing all this. And then, yeah, so. Well, clearly it was Officer Doofy. Oh, definitely. Um, now we'll jump to 2005 with a... There's, there's technically two of them, and they're both good movies. Wolf Creek. Now, can I make a little confession? Okay. You haven't seen these? I have not seen the first Wolf Creek. I've seen the second one, but not the first really? one. You haven't seen the first one? No, I love the second one. The second one's fucking amazing, but I have not seen the first one. Uh, Alright, well, uh, yeah. So Wolf Creek is based on... It's based on an actual true like true crime. Um, it's based on... It's about a killer in the Australian Outback. Um, which the Australian outback is uninhabited because it's just fucking desert. And there's like, there, there's towns, but there's, but, uh, from what I've heard about people that have gone there, they said it, if you're not in like a major city like Sydney, as soon as you step into the outback, you have no fucking idea where you are anymore because it's just nothing but desert and rocks as far as the eye can see. And you'll run into a town of maybe a thousand people. And then you leave that town, and there's nothing again for hours on end. Um, so it's about a killer in the Australian Outback that goes around and kills people, and obviously he can't be caught because he's living in the Outback. Like he's one of the pe- he's one of these like old timey people that knows how to do it, and he lives out there. Um, from what I remember about it, as far as like a backstory to it, it's based on true crimes that have happened where they still don't fully fucking know who killed people because as they put it, like if you live in the outback, we're not going to fucking find you. Like nobody fucking goes out there. Like you have to be fucking insane to live out there. Um, but yeah, the, the, both of them are really fucking good movies. Um, uh, the second one I think has one of my favorite scenes. If I remember right, where he has the the interrogation scene. Yes. He has this dude strapped to a fucking chair. He gets a cement grinder 
and holds it up to his fingers and he asks him it is my favorite fucking line from something along those lines ever (laughs) (laughs) just fucking because australia was originally a prison colony and he gives them like a pop quiz on australian fucking history and he's like what 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 is it if i remember right it's like why did the british like what did the british drop all of us all here and never come back whatever and he tells him he's like because it was a prison colony you were all prisoners so they just dropped it off because they figured everyone would just die out in the desert and he saw he just fucking grinds his fingers off he's like wrong because they're all fucking cunts (laughs) it's just like what the fuck (laughs) yeah it's amazing because it comes out of nowhere because it's like he gives him some actual trivia questions which is amazing that he knows all this trivia and then he's like he gets really serious, like, and then he just fucking grinds off the finger. He does. He just fucking grinds it, and it, it was because when that happened, when he gives him the answer about the, the like the British dropping out of his prison colony, I'm like, oh, okay, like he's gonna, he maybe he'll make it out of this. That's right. And then he just fucking grinds it off, laughing. It was like, no, because they're all just fucking cunts. And I was like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> like this dude's fucked. <laughs> Oh, like that's what, exactly why it's one of my favorite things. Just because it's like it made me just like out of nowhere, <laughs> just because it, it's super asshole. <laughs> it made me simultaneously. Uh, I gasped, and I was like, "Oh man, that's oh, like like I." That's one of those things where like you can kind of feel it, and you're like, "Ooh," and you wince. But how he did it also made me fucking laugh. <laughs> like, oh. But yeah, those are those like, are really good. I don't, I don't know if you remember, but the reason why he stops like from immediately killing him is because he starts singing this Australian like mm-hmm. child's cartoon theme theme song. <laughs> yeah. It's like like how do you know that song, mate? <laughs> uh, oh, I know Australia. Oh, do you? All right, Ed. <laughs> like I love that. Like that's the whole. If you can about. answer five questions right. I'll let you go. Yeah, the, the, there was no way he was gonna answer anything right. He was gonna he was gonna fucking grind his fingers off regardless because he's a fucking psychopath. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen it, Wolf Creek, um, one and two, they're both fucking great movies. Uh, the second one had that. Uh, the first one, the first one was more. I think it was like uh, if I remember right, a husband and wife. He stops and he, uh, he drugs him. Like, he just stops, and he's like, oh, you're camping out here? Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, I know all about this. Like, I'll just come a car. I'm just going to go out here, and I do my thing. You know, I could help you. And he, like, gives him water, and it's drugged. And then he just, it turns into fucking murder, and her trying to get the fuck away from this dude. Um, came out in 2005 fucking... by Greg McLean, and they're fucking great. I, th- I think one of my favorite things is, like, in the Wolf Creek, like, poster, like, there's this guy wearing, like, a bakl- bakalava, or whatever it's called, like, a prison like a burglar mask and yeah. I said like okay so we got another another masked villain and that just took me by surprise because bam turns out wasn't a masked guy he was just some Australian guy also in the second movie he stabs a knife in the guy's spine and the guy gets up no problem yeah I want to paralyze you then he gets fucking tackled yeah you know um yeah and then from Wolf Creek I just wanted to do a quick stop on Us by Jordan Peele. Cause no, I, I have not seen this movie yet. Okay, well, I went to theaters, saw this movie, 
I have to see it again. It's one of those movies that I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch a few times because I don't fully fucking understand. I loved it. It was very creepy. It was great. If you like Get Out, then Us is great. Um, but it left me with a lot of questions by the end of it. Uh, they I I they kind of explain it, but it's still it's still one of those, and it it does have a twist ending that if you don't fully catch it in the beginning, like if you if you don't if you don't think about it. Which I know I sure as fuck didn't watching it because it it was just a really good fucking movie and it it blindsides you in a way. Um, great movie. Uh, does Lee, it does have the ending of just like a what the fuck did I just watch kind of ending where you're trying to f- piece things together as you after you're done watching it. Really good. 2019. Jordan Peele. Us. Fucking great. Um, oh, do you want to know why Jordan Peele stopped? Uh acting and started directing was it he was offered a role in a movie oh he was really? offered to play the poo emoji in the emoji movie wow we can thank the emoji movie for get out and us all right well i will and that's the only thing it's gonna get because i still haven't watched it and i refuse to watch <laughs> amen to that like, you um, made one of the best comedians ever. Stop acting in movies and directing. Become one of the best directors ever. Oh, by the way, to anybody out there that started watching uh, the new Twilight Zone and he's like, he takes uh, like the narrator to episodes, stop blaming Jordan Peele for the bad ones. He's not directing the fucking episodes. He's just there to introduce them. That's something I've been hearing about. Uh, people talking about, like, oh, I guess Jordan Peele is not as great as everyone said because a lot of the new Twilight Zone, it, they were kind of meh. It's like, he didn't fucking make them. Like, do you people realize that, right? Like, the dude who the dude who announces at the beginning of the original Twilight didn't fucking make the episodes. Like, he's just the face. <laughs> like, fuck off with things that. You wouldn't say, <laughs> things you don't think you would have to say. Yeah, you would think so, but it, that that's a thing. God. And, and like, and how dare they use Jordan Peele's smooth, buttery voice and say that he's the reason why it's bad. Fuck you. Uh, then we go, we're going to go to 1960 real quick for Norman Bates and obviously Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock because it is a extreme, <sighs> true fucking classic um, Hitchcock was a fucking master. Um, definitely not a great person. If you look at the backstories behind how he did things, um, like the birds, he tortured the fuck out of the poor woman who played in the birds. Uh, she came out with that way later on about that, uh, the scene where she walks into the room and all the birds attack her. She hated that. Um, and he just made her continuously do that scene over and over and over again. Um, and there were scenes where people, like, she didn't know that they were real birds, and he just kept making her go at, like, interact with them, and she, it was a whole thing. Like, he pretty much just tortured her into being scared for the movie. Um, and any of the movies he did, there's a lot of stories like that, where it's like, yeah, no, he just kind of bullied and tortured the fuck out of me, well, the fear you see in it, that's genuine, because I was 
genuinely fucking terrified that Hitchcock was going to come out and scare the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But he did make really great movies. So, I mean, there's that. Um, and Psycho, I mean, which is based on, technically based on Ed Gein. Um, yeah. yeah. It's such a good good story. And fun fact for all you non-cinephiles out there. Know. It's the very first movie with a flushing toilet in it. Huh. That I did not. And they know. gotta pass this they gotta pass the censors because they uh made it plot relevant so they couldn't delete it. Cause she rips up a note and flushes the toilet flushes it down the toilet. Like, oh no, you can't have that. Huh. Like, well how they how else she can get rid of the notes. That I did not know. Huh. Yeah. Well Yeah, yeah, uh, uh Psycho Norman Bates, based on Ed Gein. Um and it was based off Ed Gain because Ed Gain had a mommy issue. Like just straight he had a lot up of issues, I would say. Yeah. Ed Gain had a lot of issues, but he definitely had mommy issues. It was um and so, and that's where the basis for Norman Bates is that like mommy's always right, mommy always knows best, and then mommy dies and he loses his fucking shit because he doesn't know what to do without mommy. Um it was the same thing that happened to Ed Gain. We all go a little mad sometimes. Um, yeah, and then he starts murdering people out of the hotel that he ran with his mom, and nobody knows mommy's dead except for Norman, because Norman pretends to be mommy while he kills people. Um, it's a great movie. I know there's been a few remakes, but nothing beats the original. Nothing beats the original. <laughs> yeah, have you ever seen the uh, Shot for Shot remake? No, I haven't, and I feel like by your reaction, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Yeah, well, the thing is, like, like we like we've discussed about remakes, like we like a little bit of something new, but this was literally a shot for shot, like same shitty angles, same shitty effects, just in color and with new actors. Fuck Vince that. Vaughn was fucking Norman Bates. Vince Vaughn. Oh my god. Okay, I'm not I'm not even gonna bother with that. Guess <sighs> how well that movie did. But it's Alfred Hitchcock, so it's classic. Of course, I'm gonna mention it. Um, so yeah, Norman Bates. Uh, psycho um i also did just want to mention as far as uh like the ed gain kind of thing since i am a metalhead um i will just say there was a song about ed gain um uh, by mudvane and i know not everybody likes mudvane because it's new metal and yes there were a lot of shitty new metal bands i can admit that Mudvayne, I never really hated, um, and their 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 first big album that they did, they got them in the main spotlight, LB50. They had a song about Ed Gain called "Nothing to Gain," um, and it, and it's it is one of the most accurate songs explaining Ed Gain because it literally is a little boy's best friend is always his mother. At least that's what she said because that's literally what Ed Gain grew up with, where it's. I'm your friend. You don't need other people. Mommy's always here and nobody else will ever understand you like I do. And that's what happened to Ed Gain. Um, By the way, I'm, I'm surprised so it took yeah. you this long to mention Ed, especially after with Leatherface being the first one we were talking about. Oh, that's right. You know, I'm, I'm very sorry. That is correct. Uh, Leatherface also had basis while Ed Gain because of the skin. Burger. Yeah, the skin wearing and furniture, which is another thing Ed Gain did. Um, he did, 
He dug up great. Uh, which fun fact? He had a box full of clips. He did. He did. He really. He he actually did. Um, <laughs> which is just fucking weird. Um, but it is a fun fact. With Ed, I just want to end uh, this whole Norman Bates Ed Gain bit with. They didn't believe Ed Gain when they first caught him, because. Well, when they really... Because he was a white man? No, when they really sat down to think <laughs> about it, when he told them... Because he did kill a few people. He did... There were people he killed, which is what got him caught. Because he killed uh, a store clerk owner and left a lot of the evidence. And he really fucked up because he kept asking the son the day before. Uh, he knew the son was going to go hunting. And he kept asking him, like, so you're going to be going to be uh, gone all day tomorrow? Not going to not gonna be here at all? Uh, not not at all. Gonna go hunting all day, like sun up, sun down, all day. Uh, so he kind of fucked himself, and he kept uh, and everybody and he made one purchase, left the receipt. He got caught because of that. But when he was caught, he admitted, like, yeah, I killed a couple people. But I mean, if I'm gonna be completely honest, I raped, I I've robbed at least like 30, 40 graves, and they instantly were like, that's a load of shit. Like they're six feet under the fucking ground. No one guy is digging six feet, breaking open the casket, and then hauling bodies out. Like, nobody, nobody's fucking doing Especially that. Especially not skinny little head. Yeah, yeah, because they figured he was a scrawny farm boy. Um, but then upon further inspection, they actually had somebody go and dig up the grave, and they realized that one person could do it. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, Leatherface and Norman Bates both had a basis off Ed Gain. Um it's not fully known if Ed cannibalized any of it, but he did make like lampshades and clitoris earrings, body skin belts. So he did a lot of things um, like that. So yeah, yeah. I know another person based off of Eddie is uh, Buffalo Bill. Yep, Buffalo Bill is another one. Yeah. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Put the lotion in the fucking basket. But yeah, that was also based Brad Gain because he used skin to make shit. Um, yeah. Um, speaking of dead bodies and dead things, George A. Romero. Well, that's not very nice. I, he's been dead for a while, but I think that's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awful. <laughs> My apologies, Mr. Romero. God rest your soul. I apologize as well. That, that, that was bad, that was a joke in bad taste. <laughs> rest in peace, Mr. Romero. He passed away in 2017, sadly. Uh, but if you're a fan of anything to do with, like, zombies, so, like, say you're watching The Walking Dead um, or Shaun of the Dead, anything to do with zombies... Of that nature, where they're like they're shambling around, whatever, would not be a thing without Mr. George A. Romero. Like he 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 brought that that kind of zombie into the light uh, and gave it I what think, it is now. Like I, I think there was like one zombie movie before him, but it was really bad and made like in Scandinavia or something. Oh yeah, there there were other zombie movies made. Um, there were a lot of them that focused on the voodoo zombie where it's like their mind controlled kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then out comes George A. Romero, which let's read off the list of his movies. 
The movie. <laughs> <clears throat> so I have a list of some of the movies he had made. He had made. Okay, for everyone in the audience, every time Jared says in. "of the dead," take a shot. <laughs> Don't do that. 1978, the same year we got Halloween. Dawn of the Dead. Ding. After Dawn of the Dead, in 85, we got Day of the Dead. Or no, actually, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I had my list a little confused. Let's... Uh, we're going to reverse it. Sorry, 1968 was the beginning. That was Night of the Living Dead. Then you got Dawn of the Living Dead in 78. Then 85 is Day of the Dead. Uh, he also made the original Crazies, which was remade in the 2000s. Um, the only reason I include the Crazies in that is because they were a zombie type as well. Because uh, it was an, uh, a biological weapon that was introduced and made the town go crazy. And they turned into, like, killer zombies. They were uh, sort of like the very first rage zombies. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, for... Because uh, I, I love that. I love 28 Days Later. Fucking love that movie. Uh, that style zombie was the crazies. Yeah, that that's where you would have seen something more like that. Where, like, they go on a homicidal rampage. Um, And then in 05, you had Land of the Dead. Um, where I have seen that one too. I've seen all these, uh, land of the dead was where, uh, he, he went a different direction with it where it's like the zombies had taken over and there was like a section, like a basically New York city was cut off to keep everyone safe and away from the infected. Uh, and then the zombies, like the zombies become self-aware in a way, I, I guess you could say. They, they they pretty much just start to remember being a person because they've been alive for so long and then they 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 just full on rampage into the city because they realize like they start to kind of remember whatever it, it gets explained as the movie goes there's one like pumping gas but there's no nothing to pump gas into and they see one doing construction shit like half assly waving a hammer and shit and they're like and the whole, and like that beginning of the movie part, they're just like, are they like remembering being a people? Uh, and then they do. And then they end up like grabbing guns. They don't fully like go on shooting, but they just kind of wave their arm and it shoots. And then it's like, oh. And then they just kind of do that and they just attack the people and take over. Uh, but no, George Romero's fucking great. All right. Fuck you. They even did, uh, they also had the remake of Dawn of the Dead um, that was fucking awesome. If you haven't even seen the remake, I think it was like 05, somewhere around there, they did the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Fucking awesome. Uh, you should check that one out. Because that one's that one's still fucking great. And that was uh, an homage to Ramiro of like, he started this shit and here's a remake of a movie he made, but more brutal. Um, That one's really good. I think, I, I think Michael, that was a Michael Bay movie. It might have been. It might have been because I there's no, Zack not... Snyder. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. There we go. Thank you. Yes, and oh, I should have remembered that because he's doing. He got signed on to another horror type project, and uh, people. It, it's one of those things where like they don't fully know how that's gonna go because 
yeah, he did Dawn of the Dead, but that was somebody letting him do what he wanted to with it. And the other project I heard he was getting involved in, that wouldn't be the case. It would just be more like proofreading to him and seeing what he'd want to add and not letting him do it. So, see how that goes. But the Dawn of the Dead remake that he did was fucking great. Apparently James Gunn did the script. Well, the screenplay. Thank you. I knew I was fucking forgetting something. I fucking knew it, because I looked this up, and I I fucking remember that. Yeah, fucking, yeah, James Gunn did that one. Um, And don't think, if you've seen Brightburn and you didn't like Brightburn and you saw James Gunn, I found out myself, James Gunn did not make Brightburn. It was actually made by, I think it was like his brother. It was either his brother or a friend of his, and he just basically executive produced where he just like proofread some shit fixed here and there. But the rest of it was on the person that actually made it. But James got name credit because he had a part. He had a dealing in, like, proofreading it kind of thing. Did Brightburn not do that well? It's a mix. I haven't seen it myself, but it has been mixed. Um, but it couldn't have done that bad that because they're doing deal. they're doing a horror universe with it. Because uh, there was a hint about evil Aquaman, evil Wonder Woman, and supposedly they're going to make those movies too. So I guess it didn't do that bad. Um, and we're just going to end the episode out on a movie that has another one coming out in October and leads into our guests that will be here soon. Um, there's just a few details that are being worked out, but we will have our interview with Fiend Gotez. And we are talking about the Fireflies from Rob Zombie's movies, House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and the soon-to-be Free from Hell. Ooh. Um, and I decided to end on this to lead for, you know, Fiend coming in because I fucking love these movies. I really do fucking love these movies. Um, especially, um, watch, I, uh, when I watched the office and then I went back and I rewatched, uh, the house of a thousand corpses again, I didn't know that fish boy, as he gets turned into, Fish boy was Dwight from the office. (laughs) I didn't know because when I first watched that, I hadn't seen the office at all. And then I watched the office go back and watch it. And I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) Fish boy. Fish boy. Um, but no, fucking house of a thousand corpses opens it all off. And it's fucking great. Um, fucking amazing movie. Just, a movie of a fucking murdering psychopathic family that runs a horror house museum with different creatures and killers of history while secretly operating on luring people back to their house to fucking murder them. It is a fucking amazing movie. Uh, then you get Devil's Rejects. Where they continues on with the Firefly uh, Firefly family, and uh, the house from the first movie gets burned down. Uh, they pretty much are just fleeing from the cops. They're just like, okay, we got to get the fuck out of here. The house is burning down. Like, you're gonna go. Um, the 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 ending to it, um, at the the end of it all, after they go through their killing sprees, you get to the end, and the cops set up a roadblock, and they get gunned down. But they don't, 
they don't go out like you would expect them to. Because they stop the car, see the roadblock, and all of a sudden you hear... Freebird. And they pull out their guns and they're just like, alright, fuck it. And they just drive head on into this fucking roadblock. And they're just like, fuck it, if we're going, we're taking all of you with us. Um, and it is just an uh, ultimate bloodbath. And Three from Hell comes out in October. Or September. No, September. Sorry. September. Um, that is also coming out in September. And I'm excited for that one because I really want to see how this plays out. Because it does take place after that. Somehow they survive getting shot the fuck up. And they escape to go on another killing spree. And I'm really excited to see how this plays out. Um, really excited. Um, but it is my, uh, it is Fiend, Fiend's favorite characters actually in this movie. Um, his favorite horror villain is Otis, which is the, uh, if you've seen the movie and you can't place which one that is, I will help you. It is the guy with... It's not the clown. No, it is not. That is Captain Spaulding. Otis is the one with the long white hair and beard. Um, that is his favorite because he's actually met him and talked to him uh, a few times, um... Uh, he's actually met the he's actually met that man um and he's talked to him uh, on a couple occasions uh, offhandedly so that's that's actually his favorite and from talking about that um he said he's actually a pretty decent guy and he'll actually respond to you if you talk to him like he's actually somebody that will um but i fucking love these movies like especially cuz there's the one line in these about the chicken fucking and me and my uncle that's my uncle's favorite fucking line, and I, I have to agree, it's fucking hilarious. Captain Spaulding goes up to get it, uh, he's at where they sell chickens, goes up to this dude, and the dude's just talking to him about selling him a fucking chicken, and he just stops him, he's like, well, you ever cut the head off a chicken, you know, stick that on your dick, let it do its thing, you know, because they flail around after that die. And he's, he's like, are you, what, are you, What? Are you are you talking about fucking a chicken? You calling me a chicken fucker, boy? Huh? You saying I fuck chickens, boy? You fuck, boy? You calling me a chicken fucker? It was. It's fucking hilarious, cause he comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> Who talks to him about. A really big fan. Uh, fuck, what's that movie? <laughs> I fucking love it. Ah, uh... uh, but. I did want to end with the Fireflies because they are uh, Otis's fiend's favorite horror movie villain. And that is us covering all of that. Um, honorable mentions with all that. Uh, I just want to say we'll probably we're going to do another one. Um, if depending on how things go, we might end up doing another one on monsters alone. Um, this was more like stars or the killers. So like your Leatherface, Jason, all the ones we covered. Um we will more than likely do another one about monsters. So like your Frankenstein, alien predator, stuff like that. Um, we'll probably do another no, one. I have like a question that. for you. What? So we know fiend's favorite. We know my favorite, but what about you? What is your favorite? My favorite guy. Yeah. Uh, man, that's a tough one. Um, honestly, man, like, if we're talking 
like the slashers and things like we just covered, honestly, probably Pinhead. Just because on on a basis level of who could I try, who who could be taken care of and you can escape, I'd have to go with Pinhead for being the scariest um, on a slasher kind of thing. Because like Freddy, Freddy, you can pull out of the dream world and you can kill him. Uh, Jason, there's always some way to send him back into some kind of hibernation sleep and you can escape. Uh, Leatherface, he's just a dude, so, you know, you could you could figure out a way to get rid of him. Kick him in the nuts. Pinhead's a fuck... He, I mean, he, he was a person at one point, but then he became the demon, and there's no fight... Like, it gets proven in those movies time and time again. Like, there's no escaping him. Because even sealing him back in the puzzle box... It, the puzzle box has a way of reaching out to make you open it. So like, there's no fucking, there's no escaping him. And it's, and it's been done in a couple movies of like, he invents ways to where there is no puzzle box to close and you're just fucked. Like, I, I just, I'd have to say, I think Pinhead would be my favorite out of those. Uh, just cause he's fucking terrifying. Like the, the, the brutality of having to live in a hell where you're torn apart constantly over and over and over and you feel every bit of pain because that's his pleasure. It's fucking terrifying. Um, and I, I do want to say, um, the, the newest Hellraiser they did was fucking terrible on an acting standpoint. It, it don't watch it. Just, it really, it just it's the things they did with it that were interesting. Um, only because uh, there's by the end of it, there's uh, the killer going around, and it's actually the cop, and he's like a religious killer. It was, it's acted really poorly, and that's what make that's what ruins it. Um, the thing that makes it something that I like the ending for was because by the end of it, the acting's terrible, but an archangel comes down. And stops him from keeping this, like, ritual killer, whatever. Um, and Pinhead's like, yeah, but he's in my domain. Like, he called me, and I'm gonna take him. Like, he's a fucking evil fucker. Like, he's where he belongs. And the angel's like, well, if people don't fear the dark, then how are they gonna turn to light? So you have to let this one go to do his thing. That's how the world works. And he defies that. He sends him back to get shot by the cop he tried to kill before getting sent there. So when he goes back, he just gets shot and killed. So he's going to go to him anyway. Uh, which obviously pisses off the Archangel. And when the Archangel tells him, like, well, you know, now that you defied this, like, we're gonna, you're going to feel a pain you've never felt before. And he looks this Archangel dead in the face and just, <clears throat> you don't know pain. I was born in hell. A lowest level of hell and pain. You don't know pain, but you will. And he like, he hook chains the angel and rips her to pieces. And it's just like, fuck you, bitch. Like, I don't fucking answer to you. (laughs) I don't give a fuck if God doesn't want me to kill this motherfucker. Like, I run this shit. Fuck you. As he walks away, he has a, a helper with him throughout the whole movie to help him get people to where they were killing him, whatever. And he tells him straight up, he's like, that was the angel that banished Adam and Eve from the garden. Like, that was a really powerful person that you just fucking obliterated. Like, he's not going to look on that lightly. 
And I think there's something worse than the pain we inflict that we can't endure. And it really shitty CGI editing kind of, which is what ruins this movie. Cause like the basis for how they did the ending would have been cool if it was done better. Um, but he tells them like, there's something we can't withstand banishment. Like if we get banned out of here, like we can't survive as normal people anymore. And that's exactly what fucking happens at the end. It shows, it's like this pan view of an alleyway. Uh, and there's Pinhead without any of his pins. Like he's a normal dude again. And he's just got like the blood stains from where they ripped the pins out of his face. And it's him screaming in this alleyway because him screaming, I can't feel the pain anymore because they made him immortal and banished him out. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's worse than death. Yeah. And then the, the final tidbit of it was just uh, a new house location and his assistant that he had gets like these Jehovah Witness dudes to step into the house. And it was like, he's like taking over what Pinhead was doing. Like he's been put in his place. But yeah, Pinhead got made a human. So the movie overall is not great, but just the basis of like the ending of like how they explain where Pinhead, how Pinhead functions was kind of cool. Um, yeah. Um, all right. So now we're into the ending here. Um, did you have any recommend or warns today? No. I mean, if we're going to do a monster day, no, I don't have anything else because all my stuff is going to be about monsters. Oh, really? You, you haven't seen any other movies, anything like that? Um, Not recently, no. And looking at my hmm. like movies, I don't really have anything that sticks out. I just have a lot of the classic stuff. All right. Um, I actually did watch a horror movie earlier today. Um, and I didn't know if I was going to recommend it or if I was going to say that it's fucking horrible. Uh, so I didn't know if it was going to be a like or a scram. Um, I'm actually going to say it's, it's a lamb. It is a lamb. Um, I'm saying a lamb, a like and a scram because not everyone would like it. I know that not everyone would like it, but I didn't mind it at all. Um, I was on Hulu and I had just finished, uh, uh, I had just finished something else and I was just kind of like, pornography is fine. No, 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 no. Um, I watched that Resident Evil Vendetta. That's what I, uh, what I'd actually been messaging him about. And I texted him about, um, I just finished that and I was like, there was Hulu did a whole bunch of originals, original horror movie things that they did called into the dark. And there were different titles that different people did. And I was looking through those and there was one that stuck out to me by the trailer alone. It was, and it's called, I'm just fucking with you. The title of it, the, the, the title of it, you're just like, I'm not fucking with you. You're like, okay, this is probably gonna be a really shitty movie. I watched the trailer and the trailer is like two minutes of this part where he want this dude walks into a, the hotel and he's trying to get a room. So he goes and he hears the people. So he goes to like the bar area and he asks the dude about getting a room and the dude is with this biker and he just turns to him and he's like, why don't you get the fuck out of here and stop fucking bugging me about a room? Cause obviously we're fucking closed. You got a fucking problem. And he's like, just being such a dick. And like they, 
And then they stop, and the dude's standing there like, I mean, I just wanted a room. And he's like, I thought I told you. Are we going to have a fucking problem? And he just stares at him in, like, dead silent intensity. And then the biker that's with him turns to him, and it's just like, they're going to beat his ass. And then he just breaks and starts laughing. He's like, I'm just fucking with you. Come on now. And that was the end of the trailer. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I'll give it a chance. Holy fuck. That scene was way had more to it um, because then he, this is, we're going to get into some spoiler. Um, so tune out now. Okay. So after that, he, the guy tells him like, if you give me 75 bucks cash, I won't charge you any extra and I won't need your card or anything like that. You can get room. He does that. And then he, they're sitting there talking for a minute and he's like, okay, that's great. Yeah. I'm going to need your photo ID and a credit card like what you just told me if i gave you cash that you wouldn't need any of the tax and you know whatever no i don't recall that uh so i mean to get a room you're gonna need a photo id and a credit card i need it right now and then it gets super intense again and he just starts getting mad at him and this dude's like well i'm gonna call the cops then okay call the fucking cops fuck you gonna tell them that you're trespassing my property because you won't give me a photo id and a credit card i keep things on the book so either you give me a photo id and a credit card or get the fuck out and he's like okay well empty your fucking pockets and he's like what empty your pockets so he does no cash like the cash he gave him is fucking gone he's like well obviously you hid the money then i just gave you 75 bucks is what you said you said that was the deal like no no i mean if you're not gonna give me photo ID and a credit card and we're going to have a problem then I mean and you like starts reaching under the counter a little bit and like are we going to have a problem and then it's like that intense staring shit again and like they're both getting pissed and then he breaks again he's like I'm just fucking with you you got to learn how to take a joke man like I already took your money it's fine man the whole fucking movie this happens like every time he has to has to deal with the owner it's that shit we're like it's something over the top like it's not like a normal person wouldn't take that as a joke with how far he takes it um and then the biker comes back at one point and uh the dude drew a dick on this guy's motorcycle just a big thick veiny cock (laughs) so the biker's pretty fucking pissed he's like man i'm gonna fucking kill somebody you don't want to fucking wreck my bike and uh, the dude was waiting for his sister to come there, and his sister's there, and then they hear the commotion, they go outside, uh, and him and the biker are like going back and forth. He's like, man, I think he went too far with this one. Like, this dude's going to beat his fucking ass. He does, but the biker loses. Like, he, uh, he, he gets the first hit, and then the dude who runs the motel, like, beats the living shit out of him, and the biker's trying to crawl away, spitting out his teeth, basically. And he uh, he had pulled a knife, which was probably a mistake, um, because then the hotel owner crawls up to him and puts his, like kneels down on him with the knife that this guy had tried to pull on him. He leans down to him and just whispers, "You need to learn how to take a fucking joke," and then stabs the knife into his ear, killing him slowly. Ooh. Like, it's super slow. Like, he slowly drills it in through his ear and then slowly pulls it out so they can't see what he's doing from the angle he's at. And then he just gets up freaking out. 
like, oh man, I think he's dead. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't mean, do you, do you think, oh, he's not breathing. He's not responding, man. This is bad, man. And the cops come and it just, it gets even crazier from there because then you, you, you pretty much throughout from that point onward, you learn that he's a fucking straight murderer. Like he killed the people who owned the hotel and had been faking everything, uh, kills the biker. He kills the cop that shows up in the mo in the most creative way I think I've ever seen before. The cop had taken out zip ties to handcuff the dude and his sister. So when the hotel owner is like behind him fucking around, whatever, while he's arresting these two, he took takes one of these zip ties it on his neck and pulls it tight and the cops get strangled to death by a closed zip tie while and while he's like clawing at this fucking thing like gasping for air the hotel owner dude is like walking around like hey you okay man you okay man like you all right you okay you need help officer and as soon as he dies he just stops looks back at the two and he's like huh first time i've ever killed anyone like that before and then just goes on to back what he was doing. <laughs> like, and like the whole rest of the movie he does, he like the way he goes about fucking with these two is amazing. Like he lets him because he fucking after that, uh the the dude got tased and he like keeps pulling the taser. He's like, Oh, just has a loose trigger, bud, sorry. Like oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Let's him get in the car, freeze the freeze his sister and lets him drive off with the car. And my thinking, because it had been going for a while, and I'm just like, oh, is this how it's going to end? It's going to, like, like I'm just fucking with you? That's the whole point of the title. It's like, yeah, I'm just fucking with you. You can leave. No. He put, uh, I can't think, the, the, the party, the little party things, you know what I mean? You blow on them and they, like, yeah, yeah, little... yeah, he put those in their tailpipe. They get just on the edge of the parking lot and the tailpipe blows them all out and you just hear and they like start to set on fire a little bit. The engine overheats and it starts smoking and the car breaks down and she's like, no, fuck. He just comes strolling over with his little murder kit and he's just like, damn, that actually worked. That's funny as shit right there. That is funny, man. I'm on fire tonight and he just takes one out of the tailpipe and blows on it at him as he walks up and he's like man i am on fire that's funny as fuck yeah yeah and there was like an underlying theme with the dude had been a troll because uh, a girl that he was in love with was getting married to his cousin but he was still in love with her and he didn't know how to respond to it uh so he had made a fake account to be a troll the fucking hotel owner had like figured that shit out and was like throughout the whole movie after because before he started before all this shit, he like he had made up with him and had a few drinks with him, whatever. And he fucking hints at that he knows that he's this troll account fucking with people on the Facebook on Facebook and whatever. He just slowly starts to hint at it and the guy doesn't fucking catch that he knows he's the one doing it. And it's like a secret thing. He then drugs the guy. And puts him in the bedroom, and he's like, he records him. And he's just like, I want you to tell me who you really are. I'm like, no bullshit, no mask. Who are you really? And he like, 
has a complete mental breakdown, tells him that he's still in love with a girl, whatever, and that's why he doesn't want to go to this wedding, and that he he's the troll account. And the dude drugged him out of his mind, so he's not all there anyway. Um, and then, after this, he only agreed to do all that because he agreed he would let his sister go. The dude breaks down laughing, lays on the bed, lights a cigarette, and he's like, well, see, that's the really funny thing. See, with every action, there is an opposite or equal reaction. Newton's law of physics, you see. So you see, you told me who you were, really. Full honesty, full disclosure, and I appreciate it. But your sister, I mean... It's funny how that works, because it didn't work that way with her. And he like, he, and he's just like, Rachel, get on out here. Ah, she's just right in there. Go get her. Walks in the bathroom. Sister fucking dead. Had been dead the entire fucking time. And the dude had just been fucking with him. Mm, wow. Comes back out, falls yeah. on the fucking ground. Breaks down, because his sister was all he fucking had. Dude lays down on the... Dude, it's fucking amazing. He lays down on the bed, finishes a, as he's finishing his cigarette, and he's like, you know what's even funnier than all of that? Your little confession tape? Man, I just put that shit up on your Facebook. People are eating that shit up. Look at this one. Go die. Eat a bag of dicks. You're a piece of shit. Man, There, this is fucking hilarious. And this dude has a full mental fucking breakdown, like crying, like suicidal kind of like breakdown. And then he just starts fucking laughing and laughing and laughing. And the dude's just like, huh? And he gets up. He's like, I get it. It's fucking hilarious, man. Like I was the troll to make everyone else miserable thought it was funny. Like, you killed my sister, the only thing I ever had in my entire life, and I love that woman, and you posted all of that, and now she hates my guts, and all of my family hates my guts. I get it. It's fucking hilarious. He's like, I knew you'd fucking get it, man. You finally understand what I was trying to teach you. Ending of the movie is them driving with the dead sister in the car, in the back seat, and they're driving along, He and the dude's got the gun held to him. And then he's like, can I tell you a joke? Well, sure you can. What kind of joke you got? Okay. And he's, and I can't remember their names, but he says their names. And it's like, those two are driving. And his sister's dead in the back. And he's like, okay. So it's, okay, all right, all right, I'll play along. Now he turns to him and he says, if you could be anything in the world, what would you be? And he said, and then he like looks to him and the dude's like, all right, well, I'll play along. If I could be anything in the world, what would I be? He's like, he says he would be Rachel's dog because she loved that dog more than she ever loved me. She loved it and so much, in fact, she modified her car for that dog. And she would let him sit in the front seat because she loved that dog so much. And he's like driving along and like the dude's like barking and panting, being a dog. And then he's like, and then he like stops at that moment. He's like, what do you mean she... What do you mean she modified the car? Like, what 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 kind of modification did she do? Oh, well, I mean, she had the dog sit in the front seat, and then it's on the side of the car, you see him pass a dead-end sign that the dude's not paying attention to where they're going. He's like, yeah, the dog sat in the front seat, so she had one set of airbags disengaged. Can you guess what set of airbags they are? 
Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you know what's even funnier? I'm going to drive this car head on into a wall. No, you wouldn't do that. You don't have the balls. No, you're right. The old me wouldn't have the balls. But now you want me to be the other person. And he sure as fuck has the balls. And he just guns it to 120 into a wall. Just dead fucking head on into the fucking wall. And that was the end. It was black screen after that. Except the credits show the troll account going on and, like, making comments. So, and it says that, uh, and then it shows, like, the news clipping things, like, Pink Motel Murderer Wanted, and it's that dude with his confession video and shit. They're like, he must be the one that killed all these people, and he's off to go kill these other people. Um, but it doesn't fully say who actually, which, what happened with the car crash, because it goes to black screen before they hit the wall, you hear a crash sound, and then it's just the troll account making comments to people about like, yeah, that's funny, well, I'm just gonna come after you then, like, well, I'll just come kill you then, and it's like, it's one of those endings where it makes you guess, like, did, did he actually get to do what he planned on doing and like kill the dude with the car crash or did the guy shoot him survive and then just take up his identity to go kill more people it's one of those things where like they don't fully show you what happens so they make you kind of guess at what may have happened so it it's one of those movies i know not everybody would be into but it was way better than what i thought it was going to be i thought it was great Especially just because there's, it's just the way that the movie was handled. Because, yes, the guy tells him he's joking for some things, but it's the way that it's handled. How intense they let those scenes get before he's like, no, man, I'm just fucking with you. You have to see it just because the intensity behind those scenes before he breaks it and laughs. It puts you on the edge of your seat because you don't. You really don't fucking know if he's actually joking with anything that he's doing and when he's being serious. It's like, it's almost like a Joker where it's like, is he kidding or is he really going to do that? I can't, I don't fucking know what he's actually going to do. So there you go. Well, it's always good to get a, a new movie in your repertoire. Indeed, I'm probably going to watch another one later, because uh, I didn't expect that one to be good, and it was. So, Well, this episode ran uh, a bit long, but, uh, you know, whatever. Go fuck yourself, alright? You can break it up. Listen to half of it, and listen to the other half later. I don't give a fuck. Or, I'm just kidding. I love or listen all to all of it, and don't be a bitch. Yeah, you know, go on, you know, you're going somewhere, or you're at work, and you can listen to something, and you're just trying to figure out what to do. You know, do what do you. Just do you. You do you, boo. It's your world. I'm just living in it. Well, he just said that. So this has been what an odd cast. <laughs> um, we'll catch you guys. Uh, catch you guys later. Um, we'll have uh, more details on the our interview coming up. Um, I'll know more about that coming soon. Uh the next episode, we are going to be covering over uh, more comic stuff. Um, I have Marvel episode stuff lined up. 
uh, hopefully that's something that uh, will turn out well. Uh, there's a lot of information to go over, so we'll see what happens with that one. But until next time, uh, you can always follow us on Facebook at what uh, at Oddcast Network. Uh, you know, just hit us up there. Uh, we'll always be more than happy to let you join in. Um, and you can always feel free to message us there or get involved in the group. Do what I do you. Uh, I actually just recently posted one of our friends, uh, Rachel, uh, who does. She does some new stuff for a website called Narcity. Um, and I posted up her newest article there, um, which if you live in Florida, you definitely want to check that because she has a lot of, uh, if you're a metalhead and you like Slipknot and you live in Florida and you've been thinking about, uh, like an end of summer, beginning of fall kind of concert thing, uh, she posts, she has an article there that you would find very good and helpful. Um, and yeah, and you can also always follow me on Twitter, Drug Advanced Games. Anthony also is there, but he doesn't use it. So ignore him. Uh, but you hey, can ooh. find us on the Facebook page. Yeah, so until next time, guys, uh, always stay odd. Never change who you are. Uh, for real. Just be you. You know, because one you're day... You're fucking beautiful. You're so beautiful, because one day we're all going to die. And uh, when we die, we may or may not have to suck a dick. Yeah, I'm not at liberty to say which. But until then, just know. <laughs>